0: 爹 yeah. Hey everybody! This is Mike, the General Zod from Below the Belt Show, and we are below here. Below the Belt Show. Yeah, that's what we're <laughs> called. That is. Uh, what we are we to? about to get kicked in the <laughs> nards here? Is that what is happening? Is this one of those things? It's it's more of a uh, it's more of a metaphorical you know uh, below the belt hit. I like how you said more of a, not like it's not. A <laughs> <laughs> it's not not literal, but it's uh, but it's figurative enough. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Below the Belt. I'm Mitch Garrods, and don't get punched. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for
1: the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down.
2: One
0: here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Never say that.
4: Goonies never say die.
5: Wax on. Black's off.
4: here. <laughs>
6: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB. Below the belt in the house, I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host, with the most portraying Eduardo Munson, the the ethnic uh, bend of uh, of Eddie (laughs) Munson. Here again, twice, because you know what? Halloween is so epic and so fun. I know we had a Halloween episode Last week, I would like to label that part one of Halloween, and tonight's episode, part two, Halloween, here on BTV. So let's go ahead and introduce the amazing panel that we've assembled here tonight, starting with, that's right, guys. He is the Persian (laughs) prince of pop culture. He is also known as the man with the calming presence, and if you interview a curmudgeon uh comic book creator and he drops f-bombs and gets mad at you but still keeps a common presence you're certainly deserving of that title uh mike the general zod hey
0: everyone it's uh always always an immense pleasure to be here because this is the place to be and uh no one, uh, no one here can see me in my the my Skinner Sweet costume that I had on on Saturday, <laughs> but uh, that's due to some uh, like some misplaced vampire fangs and a basic lack of my showering today. Oh but, God! Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to hear all that joint now, but
2: okay. <laughs>
0: well, it's it's uh that's uh, I do I I do love to. Uh, uh be a little unexpected sometimes it, it goes with a calming presence i think
6: yeah all right well and, let's go ahead and introduce also on the panel she's affectionately known as your grace and i wonder if she switched allegiances uh or she's still targeting since watching house of the dragon she's uh, also known as miss lst she's the one and the only morgan fab morgan fabulous
3: hey guys so good to be here love halloween Love dressing up. Yes. Always a good time.
6: Right, right. Awesome, awesome, Morgan. Glad your grace.
3: (laughs) Your grace, yes. Your grace has
6: uh, blessed us with her presence once again.
3: (laughs) I'm still your grace.
6: (laughs) (laughs) And um, you know what? She just knocked it out of the park last time we had this amazing, amazing actress and personality and NASA ambassador and enthusiast on kelly christopher you might have also heard her on the podcast that was disappointing with our friends joe and art um and uh we had to bring her back to BTV. uh kelly uh great to have you back
1: thank you it's great to be back good to see jo- you guys
6: joining from the left coast los angeles that's right awesome good to have you well you know what? It is our uh, Halloween Part 2 episode, so let's just talk about uh, everybody's Halloween experience. Um, uh, Zod and I had similar Halloween experiences, so I guess we can kind of go in tandem. <laughs> uh, myself and Zod, first of all, attended the amazing Baltimore Comic Con uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, we got to interview some great creators – Howard and
0: included, which we'll hear later at
6: the end of the program, which is probably the most one of the most WTF shocking interviews in BTB history. Uh,
0: you, you know, you're really overselling it. I mean, really? he was a um he was a wonderful guy to talk to. He was so much fun to talk to. I mean, yeah, Perfect. he's got kind of a reputation for being cranky, and he definitely
3: didn't it, want to be called out on that. Yeah, I think I think yeah.
0: that's part of it. But you know, he's um, I mean. He's his writing is um is fantastic and and uh, and he's
6: also an artist,
0: yes. And he's also an artist, personally, I like his writing better than his art. But (laughs) it's like a um, and he's he definitely, I think, part of it is like he's he's kind of trying to live up to a certain character. And he, you know, I kind of called him out on it a little bit and by calling him a I called him a curmudgeon. There you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I never really thought of curmudgeon as being some kind of slur. Like <laughs> <laughs> He certainly but, thought so, Zod. Yeah, but I, I thought it was always just like a description. And, I, you know, mm. based on his writing, I thought he would kind of take that like that's like a – point of pride for him but <laughs> but like you know even with that happening i mean we had a great interview he smiled shook my hand after at the
6: end yes but at first i was like holy shit yeah uh, you, again you kept a calming presence during that interview that's <laughs> going to be at the end of the program also guys um our last two interviews from monster mania and hunt valley with alice kriege you might know her from star trek first contact uh, she was also in Thor Dark World, and she also uh, was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 2022, uh, uh, I guess, reboot of that film, which is very fitting for Halloween, and also actor Andrew Robinson, who has done a lot of horror films, including Child's Play 3 and Hellraiser. I asked him if he's going to be in the Hellraiser reboot, and if he isn't, you know, did they ask? You know, so As you know, the Hellraiser is now a female uh so uh i think the hellraiser
0: is a... actually transgender oh
6: is the hellraiser's transgender now
0: okay. yeah well i know the the actress who portrays her is transgender
6: oh i did not know that. sod. okay
0: yeah i don't know if the character i mean the character is supposed to be some kind of like you know supernatural like demon type character so does gender okay. even apply for that I don't know.
6: I don't know. It, it, it is <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very yeah again a, a horror monster creature, you know, that yeah they could fall under any pronoun <laughs> whatever they want. But uh um but going back to Halloween, yes, we had uh you know that was part of the Halloween. I Comic Comic Con is about cosplay, which you know I rocked Eduardo Munson, you know, Zod had the fangs on, you know, we did we did our interviews. Um and more creators, of course, including Tom King and Mitch Jarrett's, which you you heard the uh, opening promo. Also, um, wow, a big one for BTB that's going to be featured on next week's episode. John Leguizamo.
2: That's uh, awesome. It was
6: a great um, celebrity guest that we talked to, our featured guest next week. And he talked about his uh, comic book Phenomics and Mm -hmm. his um, graphic novel slash biography. I think that's kind of cool. It's very innovative. I mean, a lot of people have written autobiographies before. A lot of people have written graphic novels, but when you merge the two together, I think that's yeah. pretty awesome.
0: Yeah.
6: Uh yeah. And it's called Ghetto Clown. And
2: uh yeah. Uh <laughs>
6: that's cool. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a, a homage to his uh clown character in the spawn movie and uh uh but that is next week. Um after that after the Comic Con Zod, we actually went to uh the Baltimore Science Center, where they had an amazing um party. Yeah, that's,
0: uh, that does not fail to disappoint. That was a a yeah. very, very cool time.
6: It was a cool time. They had a Daft Punk tribute band,
0: which I can't I can't say enough about how. Like I I, w- I wasn't sure what to expect for a Daft right. Punk tribute band. I was thinking, well daft punk themselves i mean they're like you know effectively amazing producers and and djs and so i was expecting it to be like you know a lot of the same but no it's entirely instrumental like they have they must have had at least a dozen people on stage like four you know four uh four or five people on the horns two or three guitarists um you know, they had a piano player, they had Yeah, it was it was amazing yeah, it was
6: it was dope, yeah. And I saw quite a few Eddie Munsons, you know, in the house. Um also oh. our friend James Malone, shout out to James, uh uh doing the rooster from uh Top Gun Maverick, a lot of uh <laughs> Top Gun costumes. That those seem to be the popular yeah. ones as well, the ones I've seen yeah. uh multiple ones of and uh <clears throat> One more thing before we talk to the rest about uh, their Halloween, I got to check out a very amazing haunted house slash haunted trail, Field of Screams in only Maryland. Um, wow, guys, I have not experienced a haunted attraction like this uh, at all until uh, Halloween night. I went to – actually, the night before Halloween on Sunday night, and um, wow, they, they go all out. First, you do the haunted house, which is a little bit of a shorter experience, uh, with you know, live actors playing, you know, zombies, ghouls, and ghosts and, and all that, and lots of gore. And then you do like a 1.5 mile trail of all these different little haunted houses, and it was just so crazy and wild and I gotta admit, getting chain uh, getting chased by a chainsaw will, will cause one to scream like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs>
3: it's, it's a no for me. It's a hard no. The chainsaw
6: did not have the chain on it, but it made the sound.
3: Yeah. And annoying. that was enough
6: for me to run like a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so was it like um was it just all jump scares? Like it was it a all- lot
6: of jump scares. A lot of them will be like, like still and all of a sudden you like scare it. you. Some of them would just talk to you and say creepy no. things. No. <laughs> Morgan, you're like, no.
2: The last time
3: I did one of those, to look for that, I mean, I don't even remember what this was like early 2000. And I just remember whoever was dating at the time, I was holding on to the back of them Many and had my head like weird. pressed into their back and was just like, run, walk, because the people <laughs> were like. Coming out, look, I don't even remember seeing anything. I felt like I had my eyes closed. Like
1: <laughs> I do, I do the same thing. I, I, those things. Even though I'm an actor, I know it's all fake. Right. I still get really worked up good. about. Yes. It. Yes. And that happens exactly to me. We have, as well.
3: we have very, very overactive imaginations. That's why we're yeah, good right. actors. But right. we, like, you can, you make it like manifest. Like I'm still like I don't, I don't want to see any it. I don't <laughs> want to see, like, any yes,
6: of that. Yes, the kids would freak you out. There are some clowns. there's some evil
3: clowns. There were a lot of them out. And I there was like, zombies. oh, my God, that the, mask.
6: The most, most, One of the most scariest parts is when there's, like, three or four at a time uh, approaching you.
3: Yeah, I know.
6: Usually you're dealing right. with one in the haunted house and you kind of have to run past it. But when four are coming at you, two of them with chainsaws. Um, right. Yeah, that
0: I wonder how much of an <laughs> occupational hazard it is for the actors who work there, um, getting like attacked by the uh, the people. There <laughs> yeah, that no was uh, that's it's one of the rules. Big. I
1: have friends that do that. It's pretty big. Yeah, they gotta be careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it
6: goes yeah. both ways. The actors, the performers, are not allowed to touch the the, the um.
3: But they can get really close, and they like get really close, and like some people are like their first instinct is to like you know yeah <laughs> right. like
6: yeah yeah I, I got cornered by that uh chainsaw zombie, and uh yeah, I just like, holy oh, shit, then he turned around as soon as I got cornered, he had to turn around because there's nowhere else for you know to go, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was frightening guys, Feel the screams uh <laughs> the website screams dot org uh uh well, it's over enough of the season, but next <laughs> year uh i I um yeah I definitely recommend it, um all right, let's go to uh Kelly Christopher, uh, how was your Halloween, what did you do? Yeah ah uh, zilch
1: this was probably oh. the first halloween you live in I los didn't...
6: angeles one of the like most yeah. happening cities for yeah performers um, and, and a halloween. lot of people just
1: didn't have parties this year um oh, okay. i don't know if it's residual you know what we've been going through the last couple of years that, that um and it. even the west hollywood carnival parade that's like one of the world's largest you know halloween parades right got canceled this year i mean obviously they didn't have it you know the last couple years but they were supposed to have it this year and then they canceled it um for a variety of reasons the city council did so that was a pretty big bummer and i i've been in that parade before too and that's especially being in los angeles some of the costumes are just magnificent because you have all the costumers here for all the studios right. who are helping their friends you know do things or, or do it for themselves so there are some really elaborate things so it's kind of a bummer um no this year was pretty quiet this is the second halloween podcast i've done in a couple of days so that's all oh, i've okay.
6: done
1: yeah that's all oh, I've, I've done this to
2: year.
6: contribute to that uh, halloween theme for you yeah. Uh, your grace, Morgan Fab, you always got something, something uh, too many extra, many extra <laughs> they say extra, right?
2: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, Saturday, there was a huge, uh, well, there was a whole a huge thing in D.C., um, but I did the one in Arlington, there was like a Clarendon bar, bar crawl. And because I'm friends with the owners, you know, we just go to all the places, the VIP. Um, so and it was also the husband's yeah, 40th birthday. So he was dressed as Hugh Hefner and like okay. six of us, uh, his wife's we're the, friends, were, were all right. And okay.
6: um, The orgy was after that?
3: no there was not okay. that no, i okay. promptly <laughs> i was put to bed at like two or three two or three. Oh, that's a
6: reasonable time
3: too many drinks
6: <laughs> well um i'd like to uh, segue into uh the halloween topic which is your uh, best halloween costume and your uh i guess your halloween failed uh costume uh we've all had a great one we've all had crappy ones we had to put together last minute um but let's talk about what some of hollywood was doing um Heidi Klum actually uh, is one of the most uh, most extravagant people when it comes to Halloween. In fact, she dressed up as a giant worm and had yeah, like was... had a fisherman, I guess you know, with, with a, like a, a fishing rod and you know attached to the mouth of the worm. And uh, it was it was just <laughs> wild. I mean, that's Heidi Klum. She's always doing something crazy. Yeah. Um, and of course, we love the costumes that tie into pop culture. Jan- Janelle Monáe was uh the you remember the blue diva, the opera singing diva from the Fifth Element, which, in my opinion, the movie that sh- sh- deserved a sequel more than any other sci-fi movie that never got one. Mm-hmm. Um, Janelle Monet was a very, very detailed white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, and then you have the Jenners and the Kardashians. well, Kim Kardashian was mystique. From X-Men, yeah. and I gotta admit...
3: She looked good.
6: If you saw it, oh, yeah. you know, Google it did really she?
3: quick, I didn't it, see it was
6: movie quality. Yeah, she did. I mean,
3: of course. I mean, I mean of course. Like, you you know, she probably like has, has a it's team of Disposable makeup. income. They can yeah. have whoever come and do all <laughs> right. the things.
6: Yeah. Zod, you had a comment on Mystique?
0: Well, I was I was about to, I was just saying pretty much the same thing Morgan was about how of course it was movie quality. She has a team of makeup artists and it's entirely right. her bread right. and butter to do. Mm-hmm. This.
6: Yep. So uh, that was really and uh, Kim's sister. Whew, I got to admit it was uh, quite spicy, and that's Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was please,
2: like which please, one <laughs> please search
6: for this one yeah. uh, she was Jesse from Toy Story, a very sexy version of of Jesse from Toy Story that I did not expect to see um yeah, that was uh <laughs> quite very provocative. I've never seen Jesse from Toy Story in that kind of uh attire Aww. before
3: someone our Ar- someone in Arlington was wearing that,
6: oh really, so they basically yeah. Kendall had the chaps but then yeah. really really tiny tiny underwear like yeah. you know, um, booty shorts on and uh you know with the chaps which you not know, a
1: do.
3: character i would consider making sexy
2: since uh, yeah. it's a child's story i mean yeah, a, child, a child's <laughs> character
3: Fashion right? nova has everything like they have uh, sexy pizza like
2: <laughs> and, sexy anything pizza.
3: can be sexy huh I, I mean, it's all it's so crazy, like all the stuff that and they it's have.
6: funny. You have like a supermodel, Heidi Klum. She's always doing like the crazy costume. She doesn't go. for yeah. sex, You know, right. Um, Lizzo was Miss Piggy. I, I'm there. The joke is already there. I'm not going to go right. any further. <laughs> um, Cardi B was Marge Simpson from The Simpsons. Um, Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle Berry. Uh, she's the new Little Mermaid was. Neytiri from Avatar, and Nina Dobrev and Sean White were Vecna and Max from Stranger Things. And you would think Sean White was Vecna and Nina was Max. No, they switched I, it. Sean White was actually Max because he has the red hair, I guess. And then Nina Dobrev was Vecna. So uh, that's just cool. a, a, some of the uh, what Hollywood was wearing, uh, you know, during Halloween. Um, yeah, lots of lots of crazy costumes. Um, so yeah, one of the, I mean, you know, I always like to go all out for Halloween and of course, you know, I love the pop culture uh, costumes the best because I feel like it relates to a lot of people. Um, and you know, the one that really resonates, um, I guess was, was fairly recent. Um, well, maybe a few years ago was my, um, second attempt at a Stormtrooper (laughs) costume. Because um, I know it's a good costume when you have actual kids running up to you and wanting to take your photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: you
6: know, so that was uh, that was good. And the Mandalorian was good too, but you know, Mandalorian, which was a couple years ago, uh, was in the pandemic, so didn't get as much feedback from that particular costume. Uh, you know,
0: and that's that's where you got COVID for the first time, exactly. right? Exactly, I that got part. COVID
6: from a Halloween party <laughs> as Mandalorian who wears a yeah. mask helmet and it did nothing. <laughs> Um, and the fail, oh yeah. I think uh, a long time ago I, I did the uh I did the cross dressing and uh uh Alberta and uh yes, it was a big, big fail. Um uh, I think a friend of mine like uh, took a photo and made, you know, a fun little uh, meme out of it and uh of sorts, you know. Uh and yeah, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> I'm glad those uh, those photos are known to be seen now, um, at least I, as far as I
1: know. Uh, <laughs> Wait till you make it big, they're going to show up somehow. It right. might, it
6: <laughs> might. Oh, I keep you right? Um, Zod, do you have um, a particular uh, amazing costume moment and an epic fail moment?
0: Okay, well, I've got more epic fails than amazing costumes, but uh the actually a couple of those epic fails might be amazing costumes just because I'd like to think they were kind of creative okay but um the best costume, I think the most um you know, the one that got uh, the most positive attention was yeah. my my, uh, my wife and I um, um, really early in our relationship. We um, went to a party together and she went as Frida Kahlo and I went as Diego Rivera. Yeah. Oh, and so she had
6: the unibrow.
0: Oh, she had the unibrow. She did her hair up with that like <laughs> kind of pompadour thing that. Frida Kahlo does she had this like little stuffed monkey on her um and she wore this like perfect dress and Diego Um, Rivera is is this like big you know (laughs) very very um kind of a kind of a big guy who's uh you know very boisterous artist and so like you know I wore these big overalls covered with paint that uh wore this big like kind of you used to wear these kinds of like not exactly cowboy hats, but kind of sun hats, and uh, he had this very distinctive kind of beard. And I had my beard like that at the t- my facial facial hair like that at the time, mm-hmm. and had a bunch of paint brushes. And everyone knew who we were, of course. I mean, we were at a party with a bunch of art nerds, so <laughs> that might have something to do with it. But <clears throat> when it came to fails, I've got two. Of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of them is. Um, my junior year of college, um, I had uh, literally on Halloween day, I had not one, but two midterm exams. So I did not have time to like really... Um, right,
6: we've all had those moments, sure.
0: Really, uh, really plan for this. So my fraternity brother and I, uh, my friend, uh, my good friend, Rabi, and I. everyone always said that we kind of looked alike. So... Okay. I wore his clothes and he wore mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we both wore name tags, and mine said, Hi, I'm Ruby. And it said, yeah. Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> and uh, went out like that, which, as you can imagine, got a lot of confusion.
6: Confusion. <laughs> well, I mean, only people who you know could, could, could get the reference, but for right. strangers, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, probably didn't raise any eyebrows but uh. yeah
0: and the the (laughs) other one was uh for also in college uh for a halloween party Mm -hmm. um i took um when i was a little kid i had this uh this set of smurf sheets and um so what i did and i also used this because my fraternity also had a toga party every year i made the (laughs) i made the smurf sheets into a toga Ah, okay. and I wore that, and uh, I called <laughs> myself Smurfius. Oh wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs>
2: that's actually clever.
6: Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's some good ones, on. Yeah. How about Morgan, I know you got a, a fabulous moment and a not so fabulous moment. I
3: mean, I don't think it, I. I'm not trying to brag but i don't feel like there were any real fails um, <laughs>
6: you put a lot of thought in
3: your costume i mean i've either just done something really simple like i mean when i was in college and i was in my sorority we were all like devils like so this was like 20 of us that were devils like wow. um <laughs> i but i've done like you know i've done the the princesses like i haven't i don't know there wasn't anything that like didn't really work um okay. because i've I'm also, see, I don't feel like I'm that creative. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna do this, like, okay. and it and it works. But uh, probably the best one was when I was J Lo and the guy I was dating was the red carpet. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> that's, that's creative? <laughs> I mean, I I don't have any bad things to say about him, but I don't have any good things to say about him. Um, and I I'm kind of like God. God I wish I wish you I walked had walked all over him though, right? What?
6: You walked all over him?
3: I mean, n- maybe I don't. know. I kind of wish was the done someone you else because, like, it. every time I look at that picture, I'm like, oh, it's such a good costume. I'm like, but him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why
1: Photoshop was invented. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could put
3: someone else's head on. There you <laughs> yeah.
1: go. There you
0: but go.
3: um <laughs> and then this year when we did um Megan and Harry, that was pretty good.
6: Megan uh, and Harry. Yeah, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, that is perfect for you. Yeah, the guy
6: on so, dating is a redhead and you know, and exactly you're a Meghan Markle clone. So yeah. There we go. So that there you was go.
3: it was good. It was good.
6: That is awesome. Wow, that's great, yes. Your grace <laughs> How about you, Kelly? You got an epic fail, and you got a tremendous Halloween costume moment.
1: Ah, uh, let's see. I'll start with epic fail. Um, I was probably was, I, not to throw my mom under the bus. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she made a she made most of my costumes growing up, which she you know she was a seamstress. She knew how to sew as a hobby, right? So I wanted to be Smurfette. So she made me a Smurfette costume. It was great. And then we decided we found blue face paint and yeah. you know and and all that and I couldn't get the blue paint off like it dyed my skin blue so I was blue <laughs> for like two weeks.
2: Oh, so yeah, I suffered from
1: my art or for my craft, right? Wow. Uh So that was probably the most epic fail out of everything. Um, I like to um, I have one store bought that was amazing. It was like a, it was Queen Victoria's. One of her giant gowns that has that big white yeah. thing that goes around the back of her head. Um, so I I picked that up at Target, like on sale for like twenty bucks, like eons ago. And mm-hmm. I probably originally bought it to go to the Run Fair because I like going every year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sure. it got to the point where I started wearing it for Halloween. But you know when I wore it to Run Fair because it's so elaborate. Yeah. It was just one like a store bought costume, and I normally don't do store bought ones. Um. Yeah you know, little kids were coming up to me because they thought I was the queen of the <laughs> fair. And I was like, oh, don't, there's an actual queen. <laughs> and hers is, you know, 10 times more elaborate. But uh, so, you know, parents would be like, can my kids take photos with you? I'm like, sure. So that was pretty, that was pretty epic. Um, That's awesome. And I have a tendency to like, I will get an inspiration from a lot of shows that I watch. So I will, I like to be a warrior or some sort of like, Ice queen or something there like that, go. too. So I've made I make giant elaborate head headdresses, headpieces. So those usually turn out pretty good, too. Um, the most recent one I did, did I was um, the Queen of Wrath, which I was thinking of wearing tonight. But since I have headphones on, the headpiece wouldn't right. work. Um, but it was this giant headpiece with all of these like black tubes coming out of the back of that looked like snake bodies. And then I had these big spikes coming out of it that were snakes were all glued to it. So it sort of looked a little Medusa um but of, yeah like that the and then, right then i wore now, this big actually. black crown with all these jewels in the front of it so it was mm. it's pretty epic so i love creating that stuff out of thin air so
6: that's awesome you put a lot of effort and making your own costume as opposed to store yeah. but yeah speaking of medusa i feel like a munson kind of looks like medusa <laughs> <right now. laughs>
0: you know a lot of people so many people at comic-con thought that was your real hair <laughs> i
6: know <laughs> <laughs> That's why I made sure I got the black instead of the brown, you know? Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> but it worked pretty well, so. It looks well, great. awesome. Yeah, so let's let's talk about everything in the world of entertainment here on Oh,
0: BG. well, before before we do, can I tell you my absolute favorite bit of trivia about, because you, uh, Kelly, you mentioned uh, Queen Victoria. Yeah. Tell you my absolute favorite bit of trivia about Queen Victoria, where, like, every time I think of Queen Victoria, this is what I think of. Okay. The, um, so apparently a few years ago, um, uh, what was discovered was Queen Victoria's underwear, and it was sold at this auction for something what? like, for like something like, uh, let me see how much it was actually sold for. It was sold for, um, exorbitant amount. Yeah, $78,000. Oh my God. And the underwear is so big. It's like a, underwear. XXL. that's
1: oh true.
0: And, my and God. uh, like, let me, this is let the me
6: actual gown.
0: Yeah, this is wow. uh here for the. Uh, let me see if I can get this into the chat somehow. <laughs> yeah,
6: <gasps> that is insane. Seventy-eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I know that Marilyn Monroe's dress was in the millions, right? Yeah. The one that. Uh, kim kardashian kind of stretched out right it ripped
2: mm-hmm. his <laughs>
6: mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah get that in the chat there Zab. but yeah let's go ahead and uh let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment so here we go
1: it is time for the hollywood report that's hot that's bananas that's off the chain
2: are
6: Someday we got to update the uh, the catchphrases because they are so 2010, I guess, or whatever. Oh, uh, you know, dude. like it's lit, it's fire,
3: you know. I mean, people still say fire. No, but...
6: no, 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 that's what I want to update it to. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, no, no yeah. one really says Yeah, lit. at
6: the time it was like it's bananas, it's on and popping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a little more old school. All right, let's talk about the box office. Yes, Black Adam reigns supreme two weeks in a row. The Rock Dwayne Johnson grossing another $27.7 million, Um uh-huh. which is about 42% of the total box office. And we did talk about um, Black Adam in depth last week, but Zod, you weren't with us last week, but um, certainly um, deserving of its... Uh, was earnings, right, Zod. I mean, it was it was a fun film. It wasn't great, but it was fun and entertaining.
0: It was definitely better than I expected it to be, <laughs> and um, I was not going into it with a lot of uh, optimism based on the critics and based on um, well DC's track record. But mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It get it definitely started out slow and definitely gained momentum as soon as like it actually got to the real plot of the story.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And Yeah. So,
6: it took a while, right? Yeah. And uh, but but even that being the case, it was still action packed. I don't think there was a many slow moments and I think it might have benefited from a, some a few more slower paced moments for some character development maybe. But um it was like on all cylinders. Um <laughs> that seemed to fire off from the start of the film
3: oh my god that picture <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs> it took me a while to find it but it's like uh or at least to convert it to uh, a format which you could actually see but yeah that's a uh, that's Victoria's underwear <laughs> <Why>? oh my
2: <laughs> and it'll
1: be yours for seventy
0: thousand dollars Oh, I
1: wow. will spend my seventy-eight thousand on something else. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope those were uh, washed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully it was washed.
6: <laughs> uh, Tickets to Paradise was the number two film. That's uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts. They were like two of the biggest movie stars in the nineties. And uh, so. I saw
0: something. something recently about the state yeah. of romantic comedies and how, yeah. like, all of the biggest stars of romantic comedies today are the same ones who were the biggest stars in romantic comedies twenty years ago. People and like
6: the Julia Roberts, right? Julia
0: Roberts and George Clooney and like J Lo and um, yeah, yeah. Um, Anybody
1: who plays her soon-to-be husband on a movie because she's done like five movies where she's. Getting
2: oh, married. Yeah. Owen, Wilson, yeah. was Owen Wilson was one. Owen Wilson yeah. Josh yeah.
1: Matthew, McConaughey, man. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey.
6: Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and even Ben Affleck. She's
1: she's done like legit like five films. Yeah. Where yeah. the theme is like her getting married or something bizarre like that too. Yeah. Wasn't Josh Duhamel one? Or it's coming Josh out.
6: Josh the newest one. Yeah. Shotgun yeah. Wedding, which I auditioned for. <laughs>
0: okay. So Josh, uh, Josh uh beat you out.
6: Well, Justin Mell beat uh, Darth Paul Wallace out, but I mean, come on, you—it's know, it's, Josh I Actually, auditioned for a Filipino security guard.
0: Cool. Was yeah. it? Was it specifically a Filipino yeah, security guard? They were in the Philippines. Or... It had to be Filipino. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, they uh, had, like a, a more extensive
6: search, and uh, yeah. I had fun with uh, my audition, but uh, no, I didn't get a call back, sadly.
2: Mm.
6: Uh, I know, right? But that's okay. Next time. But the number three, four, and five film were all horror movies because, you know, it's kind of expensive, Halloween. you know? Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Pray for the Devil was number three. A uh, Smile was number four. Was and cool. Halloween Kills was number five. Um, so, um, yeah, the horror tends to do really, really well. And um, one of them didn't break the top five, but was, was only budgeted at like $200,000. That's the movie Terrifier 2. Um, it actually ranked eighth place, but it, it well made over their budget already. One point eight million over the weekend, wow. and uh, over two million now, I believe. Now,
1: good um, for them on such a small budget.
6: Right, it's kind of like the Blair Witch Project. It's kind of like um, what is the other small horror movie that made it big? Um,
2: Blair Witch.
6: No, well, I said Blair Witch. There's another oh. one that that had a trilogy. Um, but there was another one that that made it big as well, and uh, yeah. That must then, be the
0: way to go. Well, the first Paranormal Activity. That's it. Yeah. Oh, paranormal yeah. Activity.
6: There you go. I mean, you tell
0: the budget significantly increased in the... Uh, um,
6: oh, since so Blair Witch, you mean?
0: No, well, uh, with Paranormal Activity, the first one, compare the first one to the second one, you can see. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the same with Blair
6: Witch. You compare the budgets for the uh, the two films. And, and of yeah. course, of course, the second Blair Witch project wasn't even good or or scary. So.
1: Well, I think the concept was sort of blown. Like that's what it was. It was such a novel concept. It was a novel. Mm-hmm. Concept,
6: yeah, that, right. that
0: that was pretty much the first time I uh, I can think of a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Like, did it like pr- was it? I mean, did it like revolutionize? Like, create it revolutionized the
6: genre. The genre and there's been several films after that. I know exists was um, Eduardo Sanchez's other effort uh, effort on the uh, found footage genre, which wasn't as successful. But nonetheless, um, you know, there had been other movies, that. Um
2: mm.
6: But yeah, that that's that. Um mm. but what can we expect? What's coming up that's gonna break the box office? Well, of course, Avatar the Way of the Water. Yeah. They just announced that this movie is gonna run three hours and ten minutes. <sighs> Total runtime. Holy smokes.
1: Woo! I got to prep my bladder just like I did for Endgame, because that was
0: three like hours that. and one don't, minute.
1: Yeah, don't, don't drink order, anything. Don't
6: order the large Coca-Cola
2: now. <laughs>
6: but
0: the difference with Endgame was that we were already, like, invested in the story and the characters even before the movie. And right. with Avatar, right. I don't know.
6: It's, it's been like, over 10 years since we didn't last seen it. So that's why they yeah the first film back in theaters to kind of get interest again. But. I mean, I'll watch it, but we'll, we'll see how, it, see how it yeah. goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Wakanda forever guys, Black Panther. Looks sequel good. sequel had its, uh, premiere in Hollywood <laughs> last Wednesday and, um, it was the hottest ticket in town. Um, entire cast was there and other people, uh, uh, from the MCU. Um, and, uh, what do we know? Well, uh, what kind of um, reviews have come out of it? Well, Variety said it's a beautiful tribute to Chadwick and also said don't know about the Oscars, though. Oh. Interesting, because the first Black Panther was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture, and yeah, um, uh, this person from Variety said uh, it is not. Um, <laughs> in, in so many words, just said don't know about the Oscars. <coughs> um, but, um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm really curious. I think um, a lot of the reviews are going to come out um, this week um, and talk about it more here on BTV. But in the meantime, I'm looking forward
1: to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it looks amazing. I cried Mm -hmm. watching the first trailer. I was like,
3: yeah.
6: And then did you hear
3: Rihanna's song?
6: Yes, Rihanna has a new song. That's right.
3: Chills.
6: Yeah. Chills, right?
3: My sister called me and she's like, I'm weeping. I'm like. Yeah. Good.
6: What is the name of that song again? Your grace.
3: Um.
6: Yeah, it was dope. Lift I us know. up, lift, lift,
3: lift us. us yeah. Lift yeah. us up, or something.
6: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of like what's needed. You know, we we lost yeah Patrick and you know T'Challa, in the opening, and you know uh, they at the funeral were all white as opposed to all black, and. Right. Right. I think that's a perfect, perfect song for, for Black Panther, especially for the opening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have some It's going to be
1: emotional out. just because, I mean, even if it's, they wrote it to be an em- emotional for the characters and the plot line or whatever, it's still going to be emotional because of, because of Chad right. not absolutely. being there. Absolutely, absolutely.
6: Right? And well, of course, we know that uh, Shuri will be taking on yeah. uh, the Black Panther role. Um, yep. Uh, Let's see other Marvel stuff. Well, we have news on uh, Ant-Man and the WAPS, Quantumania. Uh, William Jackson Harper just joined the cast, uh, known for The Good Place and Love Life.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
6: And his role has not been disclosed. Um, But a lot of people assume that he's going to be Reed Richards. That's kind of the rumor. Um, Really? Really? I know that which would upset a lot of people that wanted John Krasinski yeah. to reprise his role uh, from wow. Dr. Strange, right. you know, but he was a multiverse version of Reed Richards. We have to remember that, but yeah, I don't know. You know, you already introduced John Krasinski, Krasinski as, uh, uh, you know, Reed Richards. But again, this is just a hearsay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that would that, be necessarily the best move when everybody, the whole fan, like, John Krasinski as Reed riches that, that was a result of fan, you know, fans, you know, voicing the, their their wish, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So and
6: casting, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And casting, right, exactly. So curious to see how that one will go. Um, we have a director for the third Venom movie now, uh Kelly Marcel. Uh, will be directing. Um actually um Kelly worked closely with Tom Hardy uh with on the indie film Bronson and was actually among the writers in, for the first Venom movie. Okay, but she will actually be directing it. Um, and she's actually, oh wait, she's also writing the script for the third um, Venom movie as well. So she's going to write the script and and she's also going to direct. Wow, that's a lot of responsibility. To mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, other movies other than Marvel, of course, uh, another <laughs> Quiet Place movie with, Lupita Nyong'o, um, who, of course, is in uh, Black Panther. But uh, this one is um, called A Quiet Place Day One. And it's a spinoff of A Quiet Place. And mm. um, I guess, you know, the story, you know, has been kept on the wraps. But I guess it's i guessing that it's not tied directly into uh, the the two films that we've already seen. But uh, interesting. Yeah, hmm. I'll have to see what else they can do with that. Yeah know uh, phenomenon
1: because again that concept is kind of like from the first one with the <laughs> creatures and you know mm-hmm. how many times can you keep doing that how
6: many times <laughs> can you keep doing it I and mean, we saw bird box which is like a complete like it was like the opposite of that, or like the, the, yeah you know, there's like yeah, one was you couldn't like, look at
1: them one you couldn't make sound and the other one you yes, can't look at them you
6: look at right that, there you go
1: yeah exactly <laughs> they're the same movie essentially <laughs> yeah, so the I'm third like... one so there should be another one where you can't hear them <laughs> right <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Wild, right?
6: (laughs) Oh, gosh. What else do we have? We have uh, The Strangers. It's a remake uh, from the 2008 cult horror film, um, which starred Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman in the original uh, film in 2008.
0: Wow, that <laughs> makes me feel old that they're already remaking a movie so that I remember crazy. seeing in the theaters not that long ago. <laughs> right? Yeah, 2008, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess
2: that, that is a long time ago. For, um,
0: and it is a long time ago. That's like.
1: But it doesn't uh, seem like it. You're right.
2: It doesn't seem
0: like yeah. it,
1: right? Because when you said 2008, back. I was like, oh, wait, that wasn't. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> was a while ago.
6: <laughs>
2: Whoopsie.
6: That was. That was a yeah. long time ago. And uh, they just announced a cast for this. It's uh, uh, Madeline Patch from Riverdale. Mm. And uh, cast as her sister will be Rachel Shenton, who actually um, won an Oscar uh, for her live-action short film, The Silent Child, which she wrote and starred in. Like, that's pretty impressive. She won mm. the short film category. But, uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a – you, did you like that 2008 film? Um, I barely remember
0: that film. Strangers. I don't think I saw it. Um, there are some creepy parts in it. Admittedly, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Is it similar to three masked strangers terrorizing, um, I guess, um, a couple that's in a secluded. Well, this one's an Airbnb, but
0: 20, yeah, 000, yeah, 000,
6: it's probably just a, a, a cabin.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um... God, what do I remember about that movie? Oh, my God.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall seeing it, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think
0: I saw that.
6: it. It seems like a, a film that you can, can reboot. Make it your own, I guess, so to speak. But um, uh, let's see one of the new hot actresses, Sydney Sweeney, uh, mm-hmm. from Euphoria. And of course, you know, we mentioned she's going to be the upcoming Madame Web. She's going to be in a psychological horror film called Immaculate um and reunited uh with director michael mohan um they actually worked together on the voyeurs which is uh a movie i would recommend by the way <laughs> check it out on amazon prime <laughs> especially if you're a fan of sydney sweeney and her sweeney's um <laughs> oh my <laughs> uh, well anyways uh sydney stars as cecilia a woman of devout faith who's offered a, a new role uh at an illustrious Italian covent. And um, apparently that is interrupted as her new home harbors dark and harbors secrets that. Is- that. Um, what else? Wicked, uh, as you know, that's um, uh, going to start principal photography in January. And they just announced Jeff Goldblum will be uh, joining the cast along with Ariana Grande,
2: Cynthia
6: <laughs> And our boy John M Chu from Step Up, he's been a he's been on the show, John. You know, back in the Step Up
2: two days,
6: uh, which I had the pleasure of working on and and becoming a friend of John's. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, good for John. John John has come a long way, man. I I really uh, I'm happy for him for doing so well in the industry and jealous. You have to be jealous. <laughs> <of certain people. laughs> Uh, let's see. So they're doing a Fall Guy film. So this is like the um oh, the 1980 series. That. Uh, but this will be a feature film with Ryan Gosling, and mm-hmm. they just announced two cast members, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who seems like to be a part of it a lot lately. odd I mean, he was just cast as uh craven the Hunter, right? and hmm uh, Yep. Uh, and then Stephanie Sue, who had a pre- breakout performance on Everything, Everywhere, All at Once um has been uh, added to the cast as well um and um yeah i mean um i guess it will be pretty much um a reboot of of the the 1980s series um but apparently this uh focuses on a stuntman who was past his prime played by ryan gosling who finds himself back on a movie the star for whom he doubled a long time ago who replaced him and apparently that star had gone missing so that's all guys so it's a little different i guess you know? i
0: thought the yeah because the premise of the original lady show had something to do with like him being a bounty hunter or something too
1: exactly yeah mm. yep, he but a he's supposed to play like a, a like he's supposed to play one that's past his prime ryan gosling's not that old
6: i know he's not that a stuntman past his prime, yeah.
1: Hi, don't know how that's gonna work?
6: I
2: mean, are they Brad, gonna age Pitt, him a lot?
6: Brad Pitt is older, and he was yeah. that character in um in the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but
1: like, right, what dude, he like, like, I Oscar mean, Ryan
0: Gosling is in his early forties, so look, I don't he doesn't see, look I don't, know, the, I mean, I I don't know, know what the average yeah. age of a stuntman is. That's fair.
1: I guess it depends on how many broken bones you've Yeah. Had. yeah. <laughs> but, how many uh, more hits you can take? I don't know. That's a good question. It's
6: a, it's a pretty interesting premise. It's a little
1: different. So it's not a complete –
6: I mean, it's a reboot, but not really a reboot of the the, the storyline. They're trying to freshen
1: it up, yeah. I was freshen a fan of the up. show as a kid, so I loved it. There you go. Fall Guy, cool. Night Rider – Okay, Falcon okay. Crest. You name it. I'm dating I think myself right all, now. It's all been rebooted. Falcon <laughs> Crest
6: has been rebooted. There's like a lot of a lot of the old stuff has. When
0: are they going to reboot Matt Houston? That was like a that was like a detective show from the early '80s that I used to like a lot.
1: What was it called?
0: Matt Houston. Because I've already read yeah, it was it was kind of like a I mean, I guess it was kind of a rip off of Magnum now that I think about it. Mm, okay. But I was like, I don't know, I was in kindergarten and I loved, you know, the guns shooting and uh, car chases <laughs> and stuff like that.
6: But yeah, well, like, gun shooting in kindergarten. Great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. That would be fun for a kid. Sure. Yeah, sure. Get on the phone, start talking to somebody The rights for that's probably up soon. So they'll want to redo it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is this is my end.
6: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then we have something called the American Film Market, where a lot of films are shopped to major studios um uh, for distribution. And let's talk about some of these films. One includes um a film with Mad Mickelson reuniting with it with the Hannibal creator Brian Fuller, uh, on a film called Dust Bunny. Tell the story of an eight year old girl who enlists the help of her intriguing neighbor to kill the monster under her bed that she believes ate her family. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thus Bunny. Wow, well, that's an intriguing one. I like um, that title. Right? <laughs> right? It's good. It's interesting. We also have Penelope Cruz starring in a film called Le Emencita, the new drama from Italian director Perlesi. And it actually premiered uh, at the Venice Film Festival last September. But well, it's about a dysfunctional family in the 70s in Rome. Uh, and uh, the core of the story involves the oldest child who was a trans boy who lacks the language to describe uh, his her gender dys- dysphoria. And he mm-hmm. tells the adults that he's an alien from another galaxy. So I guess in the 70s, that's kind of where uh you know it was it was not- it was definitely not accepted back then um <laughs> mm-hmm. so maybe that was kind of a way for for explaining that i guess was was saying that you're an alien you know um <laughs> interesting that's an interesting uh interesting uh story there mm-hmm. um what else we also have x file star david Duchovny starring with um t r knight and this is um a film called adam the first and it's uh, written by irving franco and it's about adam whose foster parents are suddenly murdered sets out on a cross-country adventure to track down a series of men who could be a, his estranged father each one with a different life that could become wow so hmm. you, need Mar- you need Mari povich yeah, yeah.
1: baby daddy whoo
6: <laughs> yeah, so DNA test these men and let let you know who the father is. Although it'll be a much shorter movie, I'm sure. Um, yeah,
1: you're the father. End credits. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So that's just Mark
6: and it's done, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Blink eighty. Blink one eighty two. Frontman Tom DeLonge is actually going to be directing. This is a directorial debut of a sci fi adventure film that has been picked up at the A F M. And Whoa. uh yeah, pretty crazy. It's called the Monsters of California. Um those are some of the that guys. Could, that name, could right? that could be
1: mean a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, you dated a few of those, right? <laughs> yeah, <I have. laughs>
6: speaking of, uh, so, yes. <laughs> uh, about a teenager and his friends in Southern California who investigate a series of mysterious mysterious paranormal events, um, which is described as a sci-fi adventure movie. Sounds pretty mm. cool blink yeah, 182 front man and a directorial debut just going big for a big sci-fi film that's kind of
1: so he's never it, done i wonder if he's done anything small Yeah, like, has he done any small indies or Maybe. student films or someone he's so, got you I mean, know right? music videos to what music you know what it i whistles. can imagine but having tom yeah,
6: yeah just interesting world of view it's crazy isn't it
3: yeah it seems weird
6: it, it seems a little yeah very surprising yeah um well, it includes uh, Casper Van Dien, who you remember from uh, Starship Troopers, and mm-hmm. Richard Kind, who's a you know, legendary actor, he's been in a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Dex Sampson. Yeah, so that should be pretty cool. Um, and then there's another film at AFM uh, called um, Can I Get a Witness? Um, <laughs> oh. Sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little disturbing. Uh, the plot is really, really disturbing of this film. So basically, it's a near future, and in order to save the planet, death is everyone's job. Where fifty-year-olds have to make their sacrifice, and teenagers have to document their deaths.
0: So isn't, it, isn't doesn't that sound a little bit like Logan's Run?
6: I haven't mm-hmm. seen Logan's Run, but is that similar to the plot of Logan? Well, in
0: Logan's Run, the whole idea, and it's a lot more like kind of like weird 70s sci-fi than I would imagine this is going to be. Okay. But like the whole idea was in that society, once you turn 30, you were supposed to ascend up to what it's called heaven in the movie. And ah. it's pretty much like 30-year-olds were supposed to all get killed. and uh, that was
6: up and at the 50.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Wow.
6: That's, yeah, that could, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, because you know what's what, what's interesting because now we're dealing with uh, parents and kids, you know, the dynamic when he makes it like 50s and then the kids are teenagers, you know. um. So, it, you know, it could be a very emotional, emotional film.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's, it, the, the whole idea is the children of these 50-year-olds are the ones who kill them? Document them. Oh, document them. And so they, they all have a, to commit
1: suicide. They make the sacrifice
6: for whatever reason. In order Whoa. to save the planet, that's very heavy, okay?
1: yeah, very heavy,
6: yeah Woo. <laughs> I mean that's down the road a long people
1: are going to be walking out of the, of the theater stuff. talking about that with their loved ones, <laughs> right. <laughs>
6: we like to say that's a long time for all of us, right yeah
0: oh yeah i can't uh, even I can't even see that on the horizon,
2: right
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right,
2: unfortunately, uh, I
0: can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, well, you're All a much right. more honest person than I am, Kelly.
2: Aww.
6: <laughs> Aww. I can't All help right, it. <laughs> have, one more: We have uh, Garrett Hedlund and Mel Gibson set to star in a thriller called Desperation Road. Pretty mm. much the road he went through to get his career back after. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and the same road that Kanye probably has to go, or Yay, sorry, has to go. Through. Lord.
2: Um, well, Kanye
0: or Yay, or whatever, he's got a lot more money than Mel Gibson did, so he doesn't need to have yeah. it.
6: need it, but, you know, as far as his career and everything, but we can get in that one a little later. But, uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. the film tells the story of an ex-con who attempts to rebuild his life with help from his father, played by Mel Gibson, and apparently um, when Maven arrives, throws Russell's life into a chaos, repair, and up On the lamb. Um, okay, that's a Mel Gibson film. So (laughs) all Uh, right. Mel Gibson. Yeah, let's move on to Disney Plus, which uh we love. That's a that's a that's been a a favorite of ours for some great content. Yeah. And one now that we're approaching the holiday (laughs) season, the Santa Clauses. So this is the the first full trailer for Disney Plus's um i guess sequel film um and um yeah i mean tim allen is back you know and it's about him retiring and you know shaving his beard and becoming unrecognizable um i mean it already had like what three movies already right? there's three
1: yeah yeah i was just gonna say this is the third right yeah
3: this is the this is the show right
1: oh this is a series you're right okay yes
6: yeah
3: the oh, it's series. a series. Oh, I thought oh, it was a bunch. Yeah. I will be watching. <laughs> You'll be watching. Oh, I will too. Yeah, I love yeah. those. You love, like
6: I love Holly movies too. They're fun and series for that matter. But it's a two episode premiere on November sixteenth. Follow, uh, and then it, you know follows uh, a weekly a drop every you know, week after that. Um, which I'm glad they don't do what Netflix does. That's it's a little much. You know that way you get the final episode around Christmas. Or you're not
1: like, right. Oh, mm. you're not that makes sense for this type of show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. but i notice more and more more and more streaming networks are mm-hmm. dripping out their shows
6: yeah i i honestly prefer that i love the hbo i think they're way, trying to
1: change uh, everybody's um netflix is the only one that wants the way they to watch the things
2: yeah.
6: yeah although they did the split uh split stranger things in two parts but for the most part yeah they do
2: mm-hmm. um Oh, I didn't know that I'm was a, a little behind on
6: Andor, but we finally got to see um, Saw Gerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker, in episode eight. It's to- called Narcissus Yeah, I'm, I'm about three episodes behind. But all good. We already knew that he was going to be in it. But what mm-hmm. we didn't know is Andy Serkis, who is already Supreme Leader Snoke, but he plays a different character. This is crazy. He's kind of like the... um. Warwick Davis is Star Wars now because, you know, Warwick plays many different characters in, in, in the Star Wars uh, you know, galaxy. But Andy Serkis plays Kino Loy, who is Cassian Andor's fellow inmate and foreman inside Narkeena Five, at Imperial Prison and Factory. And apparently Andy's previous role had no bearing on his casting because Snoke <laughs> was completely CG. It, there's yeah. no there's no um resemblance uh to the cg yeah. um character of snoke to andy's likeness just mm-hmm. his voice um so i guess i'm okay with that i I'm, typically i don't just... like it when they uh when they um when two actors play sorry when one actor plays multiple roles it's a fusion you know personally It's Um, his
1: evil twin brother back
6: from the dead. Evil twin brother, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we have some Marvel news with uh, Disney Plus. Zod, do you know about Wonder Man?
0: Of course, I do.
6: They just cast (laughs) Yahya Abdul Mateen II, and you know, this is talking about my um, with casting two people, two people in the same universe is kind of a uh, pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Because Yaya, yeah, is already in Aquaman as Black Mantha and he's in Watchmen. Now I get it, they're they're different DC universes, but now he's gonna be in the Marvel universe, which is cool. You can be in Marvel and DC, I guess, but uh I don't know. I mean he's already now now he's three comic book characters, you know. So I think it's um
1: I thought he was I, dropping out of Aquaman. No. Or they already shot it, that.
6: didn't they? I think Black Panther is such a cool character. It's already in the can because I know that they had some some decisions to make regarding Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff out or no? Oh
2: right, mm-hmm. right, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it's true. already
6: been. I, I'm pretty sure Abdul Mateen uh, is in that.
0: Here's a, here's a way to think about it when you see the same character, the same actor play multiple characters in like uh-huh. a comic book universe. I always used to say this about like when they recast characters, mm-hmm. like you could, you could just see it. Like if you're reading a comic book, you know, it's just a different artist's art style, you know, portraying mm-hmm. this character. And so like, you know, even, as long as like the writing is consistent, like uh, that would be fine. You could look at um, 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 what's his name? <laughs> I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yeah,
6: yeah, Abdul Mateen. Yeah,
0: as uh, you know, he's got kind of a look that like uh, maybe a less qua- a less skilled or a less nuanced <laughs> artist would you would reuse again for another character in a completely different part of the universe. And uh, I mean that's how at least so I. you're
6: okay know. with it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, just,
0: I don't know. I mean it's not that big a deal to me. I mean, what if with...
6: they do DC versus Marvel years from now? Then
0: they're no, gonna. They, they won't ever okay. do. Okay. That. that will <clears> never throat> throat> happen. Right?
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't know, but yeah. Hey, uh, congrats to him for being a part of both universes. That's
0: a yeah. I mean do. it's interesting that they haven't played yes. Wonder Man. I, I guess that's an, I mean that's another example where they're changing the race of the character from um, mm-hmm. X it does right. kind of make you wonder if they're ever going to introduce any uh well no i, I won't even say that because it's
6: a controversial <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it... It, it's happening in hollywood you know that and it's, and it's yeah. Disney, so it, it's gonna
0: happen oh, yeah see the, um <laughs> but wonder man's a cool character i always liked him he was uh, he was fun as a kid he's kind of Betrayed as this kind of like himbo type character, and then he kind himbo, of like, yeah, discovers <laughs> he kind of discovers more about himself and eventually becomes like a pacifist, which okay. is which is kind of ironic considering he's like insanely powerful, like Superman level powerful, and uh, but he won't like fight. and I wonder if they'll go in that direction in the show.
6: We'll have to see, yeah. I'm, well,
0: I'm
1: wondering if it. they're going to somehow tie it into um the new vision show oh they the might actually the yeah the they're related i mean they're they're related related you know they have ties to each other in the comics
0: yeah they do Ooh, kelly look at you
6: the comic oh. book trivia holy <laughs> smokes
1: wow uh, their brain like Honest... they, they have a same brain, imp, imp, yeah. brain imprint uh, wow. so, yeah imprint wow that's
6: great well you know it's funny i i do have um, news on that um the WandaVision spinoff that is Agatha Coven of Chaos, uh, a new cast member joined Joe Locke, who's known for his work on Heartstopper. Unclear who will, Locke will play in the series, but it's speculated that he could be playing an older version of Billy, one of the kids that Wanda had in Westview. Um, which, yeah, uh, I can uh, imagine. that, that would it,
0: be, um, He would become the character of Wiccan.
6: There you go. Yeah that's what has been rumored and i think they're going I, that sounds very plausible i imagine they want to cast older actors yeah to play those roles right
2: mhm yeah so they're which actually
6: uh growing exponentially like much at a faster pace right mm-hmm. Because they're considered magical uh, magical celestial uh, how would you describe the
0: twins uh they were like creations of chaos magic i think that's chaos how they, magic. that's yeah. how they were uh that's how they were described in the comics um wow you know, the the Billy character, he's interesting because um, for the longest time, he was the probably the him and his um, his partner and now husband uh, were the most prominent gay characters in like, at least in Marvel Comics. I oh. You know, oh, for the longest okay. time, like they were the only gay characters that were like actually featured monthly in a comic book. Yeah. Expect
6: the same thing for Disney. Disney won't turn them straight, that's for sure. Right, right, (laughs) right. You know they don't want to get that backlash, but uh, Mm -hmm. um, also Vision is getting a spinoff too, uh, which I think is awesome. It's called Vision Quest, and Paul Bettany will be. Playing um, Vision again, which is great. Um, I think that's awesome news um, that we're getting a Vision quest. Uh, well, would
0: be really great with that Vision show is if they uh, made it similar. Like, uh, I mean, eventually, whenever you eventually play that Tom King interview, Tom King wrote um, a Vision comic in like the mid twenty tens. That I think is like one of the best Marvel stories ever written, I and think it,
6: we're going to feature that next week. Actually, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if they uh, if they do that, then it really, really should take a lot from that story. Wow, oh, that's
1: good. Isn't the new isn't the new show going to be about White White Vision? Because yeah. he wasn't destroyed in it was a cool gosh, Spoiler alert. Was um, yeah. White. <laughs> so I think the show is going to be about his character that that mm-hmm. character. Yeah,
6: yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, that sounds very logical. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so now uh, pa- Paul Bettany gets to wear all the white makeup all the time versus all the, the red, red makeup red, that he did. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> typically, right, that he used to. That but, latex um, that he had to pull off his face all the time. Yeah.
6: Long time in the makeup chair whenever you're, you know, of course, imagine Mystique. God, Mystique probably had so many hours, um, both Jennifer Lawrence and Rebecca Romaine. hmm mistake uh, even Kim kardashian for that matter probably had a long time in the makeup chair mm-hmm. uh, well i think it's a good time to take a classic cut break and yes it is halloween part two right right mm-hmm. uh so after the classic cut we're going to hear the final interviews which is also halloween related with alice Creejay from texas chainsaw massacre thor dark world and andrew robinson from hellraiser and child's play three but that's going to be after the classic cut which i You know, there are not too many, like, Halloween songs. I mean, there's a few. Uh, We played this years and years ago on BTB, but it's been forgotten in the archives. And I thought it should get another run, guys. This is from the Nightmare Before Christmas film. Yes, Tim Burton's uh, classic stop-motion animation film. And this is Halloween.
3: (laughs) This is a good one. (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the appropriate, uh, appropriate uh, song. So we'll be back after the cut and the interview. So we'll be right back.
2: This is Halloween, Everybody make a scene, We're here
6: with an amazing, amazing actress, Alice Krijge here at Monster Mania Hunt Valley 2022. Alice, how has uh, Monster Mania been for you so far?
4: I've had a great weekend. I have Mm -hmm. spoken to lots of interesting people been mm-hmm. lovely
6: awesome we love this convention what do most fans uh, want to talk to you about uh, as far as all your projects are concerned
4: well this is a horror convention yes. a monster convention <laughs> and so um, I guess I guess uh, Silent Hill uh, Gretel and Hansel yes. Ghost Story mm-hmm. um, Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting how how many of the other movies I've been in come mm-hmm. up in conversation right. and, th- and that is that makes me very happy. I mean movies that I didn't know if anyone saw people say that they loved it such-like, so it's been lovely.
6: Yes. Well, what was it like to come back for a, mo- a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is, had been rebooted since the classic film, and uh, what, were your, what was your experience on that set?
4: Um, well, I, I really felt for my character. I felt that she was this very old lady who'd kind of been left behind in a ghost town, and she said all the wrong things all the time, and she didn't mean badly, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I felt for her I actually later. she grew to mean a lot to me mm-hmm. um, I, I find that level of, uh, of massacre quite, <laughs> quite intense, mm. I was really glad I was gone before the killing <laughs> started um, but I enjoyed playing her that 's amazing
6: great film by the way it did fantastic now your your genres uh, go so many different directions from Christmas to sci fi to horror uh, out of all those genres or even one that i didn 't mention what is your favorite genre to do,
4: do you know I'm, I, I never genre isn 't an issue for me mm-hmm. the the important choice is the character okay. and their journey because mm-hmm. if i um, get to stand in someone else's shoes who has a journey mm-hmm. i learned something about being human mm-hmm. and that's the great gift of this job
6: it's a fantastic job i myself being an actor yes it's good to have different range right yeah different roles and different ranges of course yeah wow now let's talk about of course uh, star trek because a lot of people know you for that role Um, And, of course, Paramount Plus is doing a ton of Star Trek stuff. Would you like to return return to that franchise at some point?
4: It all depends. I'll Mm. leave it open. Okay. Okay.
6: Uh, I, I think that would be amazing, yeah. I think your agent should reach out, because Star Trek's hot on Paramount Plus right now.
4: <laughs> so I believe. Okay.
6: Right. <laughs> now, you're a part of, of the MCU as well, uh, uh, in the Thor Dark World, right. which, which, which
4: yeah. is uh, one of my favorite fandoms. Was barely how, there. Right. How was that experience on that set? Um, you know, I was really there only mm-hmm. for one scene, and... Mm-hmm. Um, the director had directed me in something that I had done when I was living in L.A. Mm -hmm. And um, he, of course, was as new to it as I was because this was the second movie, I think.
2: And um,
4: they had all been together for months and months and months and months. So they all Mm -hmm. knew each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of said, well come and keep me company (laughs) because I know, you know, we've worked together before. So I, I just rocked up for that one scene and, uh, it was, it was good to see him again and good to meet all of those actors, although it was very brief.
6: Yeah. Oh, wow. Still to be a part of Marvel is a huge deal. That, that's amazing. Now, out of all your works, because a lot, Hollywood loves to reboot things and make sequels of things. What... What of your works would you love to do a sequel of or reboot?
4: That's an interesting thought. <laughs> um, goodness, I, I I I'm not sure I can answer that just mm-hmm. off the cuff. Um <laughs> Is there something you would like to see rebooted that I've been in? I mean, I would love to see you in Star
6: Trek because that's that, there are so many great content on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. And uh, just to see your character or maybe even a, a descendant of your character, like a relative of your character, right. would be fantastic. I think yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah.
4: That, Maybe, maybe not We'll wait and see
6: (laughs) Now, what is on your bucket list? Uh, Obviously, you've had an amazing career so far Is there one project or one director That you would love to work with?
4: There's one character I'd love to play Okay So do you remember the movie Kung Fu Hustle? I do, yes And that that crazy lady with a cigarette (laughs) Hanging out of her mouth (laughs) Who could do the shout Right, right that's her. Okay. I want to be her. Oh, that's great.
6: That would be great. That would yeah. be fantastic. I love that. Well, wow, thank you so much, Ms. Uh, um If you could, let us know who you are um, into yes. the camera. Yes. Throw out all your best works and let us know you're on Below the Belt show.
4: Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm Alice Krieger and um, I'm on the Below the Belt show.
6: Okay. Awesome interview. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we're here with actor extraordinaire Andrew Robinson here at Monster Mania. Andrew, are you enjoying yourself at Monster Mania?
7: Always enjoy myself. What is, what, you know, otherwise, what's the point? <laughs>
6: <laughs> now, out of your amazing long body of work, what do you most get asked about? And what are you most proud of?
7: Well, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of pictures here, you know. The Deep Space Nine stuff, the Garrick character, of course, the Dirty Harry character, uh, the Hellraiser character, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of other stuff, you know, that, that I've done. So it, it's it's like, uh, I i, I, I you know, I'm a very fortunate actor, so I've... There, there's there's a lot of characters and a lot of characters that were really um, well written, uh, reali- well realized, and 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 were fun to play.
6: Absolutely. One in particular is, is Hellraiser. How did you enjoy working on that project? And as you know, they're doing a reboot, and I was wondering if you got contacted to possibly work on that project.
7: No, nobody's going to, you know. Yeah, you know. Listen, I'm 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 old news, you know, when it, when it comes when it comes to that franchise. And plus, you know. You know, I did the original. And the original was an amazing film. And I had a great time. I had great memories doing it. And the fact that I was able to play two roles, you know, the the good brother and the evil brother. That's fine.
6: That is amazing. But a lot of Hollywood is rebooting things. So if if you had a choice to return to a franchise of all your works, whether it's, you know, Dirty Harry, Cobra, you know, Star Trek, uh, which project would you love to be a part of again in your career no,
7: i want to do new stuff really I wanna, you know i okay. mean the, the, uh, that stuff was done and and this whole re- reboot thing you those right. smacks of lack of imagination you know yes. and uh, and and i think you know it's please take take that energy of course they won't because they they, they think they can make a lot of money you know off right of it. but
6: that's the main reason i think Mo- motivated by money
7: of course it is, yeah.
6: Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned new project. Is there anything on your bucket list at this point in your career that you haven't worked well, on? Well,
7: no. It, there's a bunch of a bunch of plays, because I'm yes. you know, right now I, I do I do theater. And, Theater's you know, fantastic. And and that's and that's what I love to do. And that's you know that's what I started doing, and that's what I've returned to. And unless it's it's a it's a character like Garrick or the Scorpio Killer, or right. you know, or something like that, or Liberace when I play, you know. I'm not interested in film and television unless it's a really good role.
6: Right now, why why is it important for an actor that mainly does film and TV to go back to the stage? Why do you feel that's important?
7: Well, it's it, it's important for me. I don't know about other actors. I mean, you know, because that's that's basically where I learned how to act. And when you go back, it's it's like going to the gym. You know, you you kind of refresh your your instrument uh, and. and and plus, it's a live audience, and nothing beats a live audience. Yeah,
6: absolutely. The, you get that, uh, that rush, that adrenaline rush from, from, from the crowd's reaction, right? That's right. Instead of a bunch of crew members. <laughs> That's
7: right. Yeah. Although, I mean, you know, it, it's it's important, you know, to like get the the attention of the crew because if, if they think you're, a, you're you're not very good, you can feel it in the room. Okay.
6: <laughs> now do you have a particular uh play that in mind or a play that you uh, that you're working on currently that you can promote
7: no well it's 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 in los angeles so i mean you know okay. and it's and it's 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 a new play okay and, and uh, you know it's yeah and you know, and there'd be Whatever. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff, but but none of it. Well, we do have
6: some listeners out in Los Angeles. Can you talk about it for our LA folks?
7: Yeah. Well, it's it's a play called Sukkot. S U K K O T. Nice. And uh, it's uh, Sukkot is a is a is a Jewish holiday, and uh, and it's about this family. It's a Jewish holiday that you know where the the, the, they, the where you are asked. To, be grateful and to rejoice in your life and so it's about a family that needs to learn how to rejoice wow
6: very and of course we're in that that holiday season right now so this is the perfect the perfect play to see isn't it
7: exactly right
6: fantastic wow andrew robinson a legend in the business uh thank you so much for talking with us here at below the belt show and to close up if you could do a little promo let us know who you are throughout your projects and let us know you're on below the belt show
7: Hi, this is Andy Robinson. Uh, I'm here at Monster Mania and with you, the Below the Belt Show. Live long and dance.
6: Yes, this is Halloween, which is a great <laughs> great movie to watch during both the Halloween and Christmas season. That, that movie has a long shelf life you know you can watch it from october to december yeah it's a
0: it's kind of a it's kind of a tradition in my house we always watch it christmas morning oh that's (laughs) awesome yeah i I
6: love that that's a great tradition man um so yes let's talk about a netflix um netflix just released a first look at the christian bale film pale blue eye and this will be a film uh, exclusive to netflix Seems like Christian Bale might have like a um a deal with Netflix. I think he's had a few movies that's already uh gone straight to the streaming platform, I believe. But uh it's set in 1830s, uh, and it sees uh it sees Christian Bale play Augustus Lander, a former police detec- detective who's been called upon to unravel the murder of a cadet at West Point. <laughs> and things take a darker turn when the body is moved to the morgue. It's uncovered that his heart has been removed creepy 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 film um so that's uh the big netflix news was that there's gonna be a recasting for the witcher this is kind of shocked the world um which again going back to the thing i don't like. i'm not a fan of different actors playing the same role it just takes takes me out of the the um you know even like house of the dragon when they had you know the young young uh well, Renera and young Allison, even though you know they had to because they had to be look like they were mothers of of young young kids, even though it's crazy. Allison is not the same age as her oldest son in real life. Like, right, crazy. Yeah, it's very crazy. It's crazy. it's absolutely bananas yeah uh but that's
0: this, a that's a long hollywood tradition though like uh Ann yeah. bancroft and bancroft was only like four years older than dustin hoffman in the uh right. the graduate i don't know so well. mm-hmm. no,
6: no, that's not i mean yeah it's just not appropriate i don't think they age women up so much in hollywood you know <laughs> um but this this particular recast i'm just not a fan of and it's uh henry cavill is leaving The lead role as Geralt of Rivia, and replacing him is Liam Hemsworth. That's Thor's brother. Not Thor, but Thor's brother. (laughs) Uh, And this is going to be for the third season, uh, which is going to drop in the summer of 2023.
0: Have they confirmed that he's playing the same character?
6: Yes. He's playing the new lead, then pretty much a recast. And it has to do with Cavill's return to DC film. Um, as Superman, which was teased in the Black Adam, you know, end credits. I'm sure you all mm-hmm. saw it, and was very happy. And I'm very happy to see that because then, you know, that would have to <coughs> a new Superman, you know, uh actor, you know, no. Mm-hmm. Which again, they're not doing that, so I'm happy about that. But at the same time, for the Witcher fans, I don't, I don't know. It's a big
1: bummer. I mean, it I is. I want to give Liam, you know, a shot, but.
6: Why couldn't he do? Why couldn't you just work with the man's schedule?
1: I know. I keep
6: Henry in there. I'm sure Henry would have been happy to keep the role, but you know, Mm. I don't know. He's
0: probably much more happy about Superman. He's like priced out of it, though. He could have been at like you know, especially since he's uh, getting so much uh, attention now. As uh, going back to Superman, maybe he just got too expensive.
6: Yeah, that's true. This is uh. His rate, his rates going up. Um, yeah, so it is inflation. You we know, dealing with. Um, uh, let's see what else. We have a limited series called Black Rabbit on Netflix. Um, and uh, Jason Bateman is uh, co-developing this with Jude Law. Okay. Mm. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, uh, plot details under wraps. It's going to be a one-hour drama um, based on an original idea. That's all we know about it so far. And um Oscar nominated King Richard writer Zach Balin and Kate Sussman are writing the screenplay. So that's all we know. Not much on that of, at all. Um and Netflix, sometimes they cancel your favorite shows and sometimes they revive them. Mm-hmm. One is the case of Fate the Wing Saga. After two seasons, mm-hmm. they announced they canceled the that series um, about a fairy raised by human parents who enrolls in a boarding school for other fairies. So, um, which, you know, um, could have been a fun film, you know. Um, Abigail Cohen is quite lovely.
3: It's a Um, show, isn't it?
6: It's a show on Netflix, yeah. It just got canceled uh, after two seasons. But um, Netflix is also known for saving shows. Right. And this is the show called Girls Five Eva, which apparently was on Peacock um, for the first two seasons, and Netflix saved that show. And mm. Netflix has saved multiple shows: Cobra Kai, Manifest. Um, you know, so they know. You know, Netflix is pretty smart. They're gonna, um, you know, give uh, shows another chance. They know have potential. Look at Cobra Kai. I mean, nobody was watching. It Was on YouTube. And uh, now that it's on Netflix, you know, everybody's watching and, you know, we'll see about that one. All right. Over on HBO, we have the uh, A Christmas Story Christmas. And this is great. You know, the original actor. It's crazy. Uh, Peter Billingsley uh, reprising yeah. his role as Ralphie Parker. Um, <laughs> you know, he's licking poles as a kid. Maybe he's licking something else as an adult. I don't know. Uh,
2: <laughs> 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 <Ooh>. ah. <laughs>
0: it's a family obstacles right now that he's he's a little older
5: (laughs)
6: so it's uh now he's now 51 and he's attempting to reconnect with his inner child and reconcile with the death of his father by returning to cleveland street with his new family uh and and has a goal of giving the kids in his hometown the same type of magical christmas that he once had so
0: this this is going to take place in the 80s this is going to be taking place
6: in the seventies. Well, because... he was like
0: what ten, and it was like nineteen forty something. So it was
6: the nineteen forties, and he was like ten, right? And, and now... if he's
0: fifty one now. Then thirty. I didn't plus realize it was
1: going to be set yeah. back then. I thought yeah. it was modern times. Yeah, yeah, but
6: well, because it was shot, it the it was even though it was shot in the eighties, it was supposed it, to be. It was set mm, in. The, the timeline was the 40s. The mask, right, Zod, isn't it? So uh, if he was like 10 in the 40s and, you know. Well, they, might, they might have
0: just made Ralphie slightly younger than Peter Billingsley is. Like maybe. Okay. Yeah, because.
6: Maybe he's like mid 40s instead of 51.
0: Yeah, yeah. Only nerds like me think about this kind of stuff. Right, exactly. But <laughs> it, it, I do
6: sometimes
1: too. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. You want things to make sense. And, and, you know, the original <laughs> film actors are coming back. Um, Ian mm. Petrella as Randy, Zach Ward as Scott Farkas, Scott Schwartz as Flick, and Artie Robb as Schwartz. Um, and in the case of Ian Petrella, he hasn't acted since that 1983 Christmas classic. It's interesting how <sighs> some actors just come out of retirement just to do projects. I remember the actor from Clerks uh, 2, uh, Trevor Furman. He hadn't acted since Clerks 2. And he came back for Clerks three like fifteen years later because he. <laughs> we talked to him at uh, a comic con, forgot which one, uh, one of the comic cons, a fan expo con in Philadelphia, mm. and he said that he ended up working in in technology, job in technology. And yeah, in mm. it's interesting, it's interesting how you know actors' roads lead to other things, you know. Right. Um, and I have a lot of friends that moved to LA with the hopes of becoming an actor, and now they're, financiers. They're uh you know they're um realtors it's you know smooth. they ended up going to different uh i could which is fine you know you, sometimes the dream is not gonna work but uh it's also good keep, they tried yeah you yeah. keep the dream alive right never give up
1: yeah never surrender never
6: never, ever give up
1: ah uh, what's that from what's that from what movie the goodies the no great. never give up never surrender Mm-hmm. tim tim allen oh santa um, claus no toy story quest,
3: <sighs> quest.
6: Uh, galaxy quest galaxy quest
1: okay. i just
3: kept thinking about the 80s song never <laughs> surrender <laughs>
6: i love that song that's a good yeah. one that should be a future classic cut uh, <laughs> white lotus apparently had 1.5 million viewers so, can't wait uh, to watch that have, yeah. yeah, I you know, I haven't seen season one, but I'm a big it's good. fan. Season
3: one was really episode. good. Okay. it won a
6: ton of awards. Um, I really like the Emmys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's a show that definitely to watch. Um, season two is, I think the only returning cast members are um, just a couple of people are returning. Right? Yeah. A, a, involved Jennifer new. Coolidge. Jill Coolidge is one of them, yeah. Yeah. Who,
1: who yeah. won her Emmy for it, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's great. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense
6: why she would return for sure. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm looking forward to this Batman spinoff, The Penguin, at HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And Colin Farrell, of course, reprising his role. But Kristen Milioti, big fan of hers, uh, since uh, How I Met Your Mother, she ended up being the mother. Um, spider yeah. <laughs> And she oh, right. That's for a series that's so old. But uh, she's the daughter. She's gonna play the daughter of Gotham mob boss Carmine. Falcone, played by John <laughs> Turturro. So she's going to pay John Turturro's daughter. Um, and, of course, John Turturro was in the Batman movie as well. All right. Over on Amazon, we have the uh, the Jack Ryan Season 3 trailer. It's been three years since we've seen any Jack Ryan. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And, and a show I definitely have to watch because I worked on uh, the upcoming Season 4. It was uh, They went into production back-to-back. Um, which you won't be able to see me because I did stand in work um, for the Fine. one and only that's right. Michael Pena will be joining the cast mm-hmm. as a series regular in season four, but that's okay. season four, season three. Um, Yeah. It looks really, it looks like a great show, man. I mean, uh, it's, it's very action packed, high production quality, basically watching like, you know, a feature film, but like in a television format,
2: you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed it's the good. other seasons, but it's yeah. been so long, I, I forget how the last season ended. Right. So I'm going to have to like, <laughs> you're going to need to do a big recap. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. Recap or maybe even a rewatch. And yeah. maybe I'll be the first time watcher of that one. Um, let's see. Also, um, on Amazon is um, a series based on James Patterson's Alex Cross novels. Um, so it's going to be called Cross. Is gonna star Aldous Hodge, who was Hawkman in Black Adam, and he's gonna be playing the title role. So uh, apparently, uh, James Patterson is among the best at captivating audiences with enthralling novels. And uh, so I'm reading a quote. Um. Anyways, you know one of my favorite uh, aspects of Black Adam was Aldous Hodge's Hawkman. I thought yeah,
0: he was he was cool. good. He was yeah. good.
6: He was fantastic, and the character itself was Hawkman ever like uh, a meta, a meta here with, with, with strength. Because in the comic book, was he not just had the ability to fly? Did he also have super strength?
0: Oh, there's like there's been like four or five different origin stories for Hawkman, and okay. some of them he's like an alien from like this other this alien race that has the wings, and then and, and yeah. some of them like he's like a re, reincarnated Egyptian god. Okay. And, and like uh, I don't know which one they didn't really go with which I mean I'm assuming he was more like the alien Hawkman because he had like a spaceship. The, the one that
2: we
6: saw in Black Adam was more yeah. the alien one, but yeah. his wings weren't organic; they were more mechanical.
0: Right? Yeah, they' I mean, like uh, it was a he was a human alien, but like the mm-hmm. aliens had like the the wings. Like, there's a, there's, a, there's a really cool DC story from, like, the early 90s called Invasion, which is uh, when um, his alien race comes down to invade Earth with these other alien races. I remember that story. I really liked that right. whole as a kid.
6: Interesting. And speaking of all this hot, it's just Showtime's Showtime show, City on the Hill, has been canceled after three seasons. That also starred Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, and now they're looking for a different take on the Americans over on FX. Um, they, have, they just handed out a pilot order for the drama called The Bends, which, uh, very similar to The Americans, follows a perfect American family in Berlin whose secrets come to light when they hire a new nanny, unaware she is trying to expose the parents' corrupt financial and familial ties.
2: Mm.
0: is that really like the americans though <laughs> the americans they were like kgb agents undercover in the u.s
6: this this is in a way just a family with dark secrets
0: i guess okay
6: it's based on a, a book called killing ground by gerald seymour but i guess it's different
1: <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that title before killing yeah, Ground. yeah
6: yeah so i think that would make a, a cool show um and one show I have yet to watch, but I hear it's really good, is Severance on Apple TV. Mm. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Mm-hmm. I haven't, time. but I heard, it, I heard it was good. Yeah, Adam Scott is like the star in that one. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller is the director and uh, executive producer. They just announced a whole bunch of new cast members. Uh, one of her favorites is Zod, Alia Shawcat from Search Party.
0: Oh, big fan uh, of hers.
6: Yeah, she's going to be in the cast. Merritt Weaver from Unbelievable and she was also in godless um uh, Gwendolyn christie from game of thrones also yeah. added to the cast yeah she's awesome um yeah robbie benson beauty and the beast um john noble from elementary um and bob balaban from the chair um, mm. all going to be a part of the upcoming season two um and if you're a fan of mayor of kingstown you'll be happy to know that the teaser trailer for season two just uh just dropped, but it didn't really show too much i, I took a quick look at it i'm like okay <laughs> mostly,
1: vo- mostly voiceover yeah yeah it's yeah. Mostly voiceover it doesn't i don't
6: think it <laughs> did anything to capture new fans nonetheless entice uh, return right. fans but uh it's taylor shared it in and as you know, he's got a great track record for television shows. So is
0: it is it Kate Winslet's returning though, right? Um. Uh, so no, your
6: mistake. You're uh, confusing it with Mayor of
0: Kingstown.
1: East East Town.
6: Sorry. Oh, isn't yeah.
0: that what you said, Mayor Mayor of no, Kingstown? This is mayor of Kingstown. I thought you said East. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew which one. Yeah, this is the Jeremy mayor runner. Mayor and mayor could be
6: very could be very similar. And then you have East Town and Kingstown. So oh my uh, gosh yeah a, you... re- yeah a lot of people real yeah uh, a lot of people confuse the two shows because east town kingstown mayor and mayor mayor M-A-R-E, yeah very similar phonetic- phonetically and yes i can see the confusion there uh yeah i know that they're going into production of two. i actually worked on season one of um of mayor of right. town yeah a bar that. patron which you can see me chucking beers um right behind uh, the legendary Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um, she also won the Emmy for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she won the Emmy for it. Right. So we got to be careful calling people legends because some, some, uh, some of the comic book creators didn't like the term legend because it implies that they're old right? <laughs> oh, I mean, think it's a, it's a term of respect isn't it Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I thought yeah. and um, you she's know got an
1: Oscar she's been nominated how many times for yeah everything? because she's had a long career that's why she's she started when she was very right. young you know and, yeah. and Titanic
6: yeah. she was in her 20s you know right um so anyway <laughs> All right, so this is a, this is a series that's got raising a lot of eyebrows it's uh Friday the 13th. A prequel uh, called Crystal Lake. Um, a prequel drama based on the franchise of Friday the 13th uh, by Brian Fuller, who created American Gods with Neil Gaiman, of course. Dark Trek Discovery. He'll write, showrun, executive produce the series. And so
0: it's probably all about Mom Boris Voorhees. Mama, I don't remember. Mama
6: of Voorhees, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because it's a Camp Crystal Lake, right? Um, yeah, I guess because we've already seen... Maybe it's young Jason Voorhees?
0: Uh, maybe well, his... he was... Uh, Jason Voorhees in the first Friday the 13th movie because everyone thought he was the killer and it turns out the mother was. I think he was young in that, too. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I guess it... Yeah, spoiler for what? Put that
1: on there. I just left saying that.
0: Movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to watch.
1: Sinks. Spoiler alert. <laughs>
6: I'm curious to see. Yeah, I know. For stuff that's like <laughs> eons old, but... Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, man.
3: I mean, I didn't know, but I'm not going to watch. <laughs>
6: and we got some news on uh, some CW shows, Zod. I know you might not be happy to hear, but Stargirl yeah. will come to an end uh, for season three. And a lot of... Uh, the CW shows are coming to an end. The Flash is coming to an end. Yeah.
0: I think Dale that's it. That's it end. for the uh, DC Arrowverse, isn't it? That's... I think so. They, they just canceled
6: Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. I think just the Superman and Lois show.
0: Oh that's mm-hmm. that's
3: still on. Is that,
1: is that the only one that's left? Yes it TV, is. Now? It's coming back in January for okay, season so you're three. A fan. Oh my god, yeah. They recast <laughs> one of the up. main actors and <laughs> everything. Who did they recast?
6: Oh, one of the 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 sons, right? Yes, they they recast okay. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So is that the only after Flash and, and Star Girl Leave, is that the only DC um show that's left on the network?
0: I think so. It, Black Lightning's not on anymore. They're not making any any more of those, right?
6: I think so, I don't know Superman and Lois is the only one
1: but see, Superman and Lois while it's on the CW uh, it also has ties to HBO Max, so whenever a season is over, (laughs) it goes over there Mm -hmm. so it's like, I think that's one of the reasons why the production quality is so high, because HBO is probably throwing a few coins their way to make sure it's up to snuff to be able to put it on their streaming platform, so
0: yeah, Yeah. Mm.
2: season three I, you know what i have
6: to, I have to tune in. I'm, a, I'm a big superman fan you know I yeah so watch. am
0: I. I i have to i have to admit yeah. you to I, i've never seen that show before i used to
3: watch it's the bad. old one the smallville dean Cain. or dean kane i loved that
1: all of them <laughs> smallville
0: was fun yeah.
3: smallville yeah all right. Right. i watched
1: the dean kane one too watched the dean Cain one yeah. Okay. yeah it was cheesy but it was yeah, I, I did like,
0: loved. well, the Dean Kane one was ridiculously cheesy. cheesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Smallville came
0: out, it came out at a time where I would have loved to have watched it, but I was never home when it was on, and it was before we uh, had, like, you know, recording devices and everything. Mm. So, but yeah, I really should sit down and watch Superman and Lois. I would probably love it.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh well it's on HBO Max season one season two.
6: Well, we're gonna have to tune in now now that you're yeah, informing us that yeah, um and you know again it could cause some confusion now there's uh two Superman active Superman in the the DC universe.
0: Well, I mean there's what Catabull. like four no. Batman. <laughs> so so it's like uh, it's okay
6: to have two okay
0: yeah it's okay well I
1: mean there's like a, there's the TV version one and then there's yeah the, you know feature film version one right. and to me that's fine they have two it's different actors because yeah Cause the story lines because the storylines are you know
2: mm-hmm. completely
1: similar yeah. but have they have their own take on what's happening and the villains and yeah and, uh, Superman Lois people... have been very creative with with taking a lot of things from the original mm-hmm. comics and. Yeah putting some spin on it, combining some things to create something new. Oh,
6: you should oh, watch it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you so, you yeah. talk so highly of the show that I'm definitely going to have to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. so
0: am I. So yeah. am I. Yeah. And,
1: I have a uh, friend that we weekly, we watch it, and then we sit there and be like, oh, my God, did you see what they just
2: did?"
1: <laughs> She's like, I haven't watched it yet. Don't say anything. And now, I'm like, is it okay. like,
6: like the Arrow where there's like 20-some episodes a season? Because
1: that's a lot or is it the? no shoulders? uh <laughs> season two there were 15 16 episodes okay. uh All season right. one might have been 11 i forget now but okay uh yeah it's not like 22 seasons god yeah i mean like, we'd episodes, love it but
6: no. yeah 22 sub- episodes is a little much that's why i kind of fell off the dc cw universe uh right after i think season two of arrow i kind of mm. It was just so much to keep up with. You know? Yeah, I Arrow that?
0: Arrow was really great for a while, but yeah, you're right about that. The um, the with, count. with with such a huge number of episodes, there were so many episodes that felt like kind of filler, villain of the week type. Um, mm-hmm. But even right. with those, those those villains of the week often came back later, so right. which which, it, which was really cool to see. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, that's, like, the case with, like, all, like, broadcast television. Don't they all have, like, 20 episodes a season?
1: I don't think Uh, anymore. They did when I was growing up. Yeah. You could set, you could set seasons by a walk. I mean, it it was so precise the way they did TV back then. Mm -hmm. It was just so much fun. It was 22 episodes. Started in, like, August or September. You took a small hiatus for the holidays, and then they were back with new episodes really? until, like, April. And then you watched reruns during the summer because they knew everybody was out of school or, you know, vacationing or something like that. And then back at it, another season, 22 episodes. I mean, it was just, like, yeah. hey, it was clockwork. It was great.
0: Well, like, you think, about, you think with. about, like, what are the what are the big broadcast TV shows? Like, Law, is Law & Order, like, is that still on the air?
6: Law & Order has to be you. I
0: think yeah. This and they so and they probably have they probably have like twenty still have twenty two episodes yeah
1: they might Same. I they, yeah I don't watch this I have have a Blue Bud still on the boomers
6: love that show
1: bunch of ncis's yeah. NCISs. yeah, yeah those, or like those, those Chicago shows,
3: you shows. Hmm? oh Chicago Fire
1: and... yeah
6: because again those shows are the demographic is a little older and you know um network television you know it's that generation you know um it's our parents our
1: grandparents it's middle america yeah Um gray's anatomy america. is what season 23 God, no, now or something I, like that
3: yeah I, I stopped watching songs. that years ago that's
1: why
6: those shows will continue to do well yeah you know? um so there you go and speaking of a long run let's go to saturday night live because that has gone so long but dude i losing all those major players the show has severely affected yeah me. i didn't laugh like legitimately laugh more than maybe once or twice when i watched the, the latest uh and i want to i really want to like the show and a lot mm-hmm. of my the laugh moments come from usually keenan thompson
0: really it's not yeah. that bow and he's, yang Bo and yang great. i think he's, like, yeah, he's, he's far he's and entertaining. away the best bowen think is far and away the funniest guy on Saturday you live You think he's the
2: funniest on
6: Saturday night? Yeah. I I'm still a Keenan fan. Keenan's uh, I still like Keenan too. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Keenan's the who I like to watch. He did his uh, Herschel Walker impression on on the latest episode, which is really fun and uh um you know, that was cool. And then Tom Hanks was a uh, guest mm-hmm. star. All right. Who uh brought David S. Pumpkins? I mean, I that. Was not, I
0: was I was not impressed though by the return of David Pumpkins because it was exactly <laughs> the same as.
3: I the- didn't watch the return, but the original is yeah so stupid it's <laughs> hilarious.
0: Yeah, well, like, and and that's the thing because like it was supposed to be this like grand return. He hadn't been right. on Night live for like five years or so, and it was exactly right. the same freaking yeah. as it was the one five years ago. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Annabelle, It's Pennywise have had um, some familiar play, uh, faces along with David S. Pumpkin's hmm. uh, appearance. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks, you know, you got to get that star power in there. And, and, you know, I think Jack Harlow did a fair job. You know, he was like the host and the musical guest. I think uh, Lizzo mm-hmm. did the same thing with that episode and yeah he did a fair job and he's actually acting in the new um white men can't jump oh, oh wow.
1: so, are that too
6: yeah they're remaking that one as well dude um <laughs> and of course amy schumer uh will be hosting next week um speaking of saturday night live uh, moving on to some gossip uh chris red was attacked um, oh yeah a comedy seller uh, at the City Wine Arena in New York, and apparently, uh, yeah, had to be rushed to the hospital. But he is healing up. He's resting up right now, um, and uh, he uh, thanks everyone for the messages of love and jokes and concern. Um, but it's crazy. I mean he was just approached by an un- unidentified individual without prior conversation or provocation and fled the location after punching chris red in the face leaving him with a laceration to the face and uh that's just <sighs> fucked up man dang I guess they don't really know motive um
0: something like that actually happened to someone at um in uh at improv like, after a thing, he just he wa- he was walking to his car, and somebody sucked your
6: improv class, somebody just well not crashed. not
0: not my improv class, but someone else in another Jeez, improv- really it's
3: so crazy
6: that is crazy,
1: people are losing their minds, man, yeah
6: Kanye speaking of Kanye, he's losing his mind, man, yeah, I love how center live definitely uh uh they made a joke about how like sketchers, even like dissed them and sketchers, like apparently they're a um a struggling um brands right now I guess yeah. and then they've been like catering to like like older adults uh i guess like senior citizens for their footwear i think they're kind of like marketing they're making oh, wow. fun of it for that and they said yeah you know it's even great to actually to, it feels really good to turn down kanye west they're making <sighs> fun of because oh you know they, they they're a brand that will pretty much could use all the help they can right so yeah they, for for their pride you know they were happy that they, <laughs> they could turn down kanye west for his <laughs> And yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like we talked about last week, he is, has been canceled from all uh, all the brands he's been associated with, like Adidas, Balenciaga, um, school that he started, I think is shutting down. So yeah, mental health, guys. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know? That's mm-hmm. very, very apparent for sure. Um, um Yeah, and only got one more thing on my list. Um, so that's the Me Too stuff. I mean, the, the trials have been go- ongoing for both Harvey Weinstein and Danny Masterson and um, Christina B., who's the second uh, accuser in the Danny Masterson rape trial. Um, apparently, she's been subjected to a terror campaign by the Church of Scientology. A terror Ooh. campaign. <laughs> Bring the church into it, man. Um, it's crazy. She called the the church a criminal organization as put upon me and my family doesn't matter how many police reports or fbi reports i would file no one would stop them no one and they're doing it to this day and of course the spokesperson for the church of scientology said it's categorically true um but christina b very detailed account of um masterson sadly um you know raping her um Mm. tried to push him away he hit her in the face spit on her and called her white trash mm. and again all this stuff coming out from him because i i met danny masterson you know and you know knowing the, the danny that when i had met him or probably around the time that he was uh you know he, he's actually he you know, was a big party he was always in the la nightclub scene he was always out and about you know and heck we threw an event for Wolf, wilmer valderrama and uh Danny Masterson at uh, mm-hmm. a nightclub in D.C. Um, it was at, right after Britney Spears' um, performance uh, for uh, NFL kickoff. I don't know if you were there, uh, your friends, mm-hmm. but uh, Britney Spears. It was at 12:23. It was Britney Spears, and was uh, it was literally the most lit party in the capital. Uh, one of the most lit parties I've ever been a part of. But I remember going to the top floor, and Danny and Will were there, and. And, you know, they were just kind of getting their dance on, very friendly, very cool. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad, you know, and, and I remember going to a geisha house in Hollywood and seeing Daddy Masterson and then recognizing me. You know, I'm not a famous person, but he went, hey, man, how are you? The, Al Soda. I was like, I'm also, yes, yes. Hey, man, how you doing? It's so good to see you. Um, he was a co-owner of the geisha house Will, with Wilmer Valderrama mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and wow. just reading all these things that are happening now, just it's just really. Mm. I feel bad. I feel horrible for him, and you know, I'm not gonna say whether I agree with 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 the women or him or whatever, you know. But, um, you know, but I, I'm gonna say it doesn't look good because he has right. multiple accusations, you know. Um, yikes. I mean, he's a, you know he's moved on with his life, you know. He's but you know these things, you know. I mean, very unforgivable, you know, the things that he's been accused of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yikes, is right. Yeah. Yeah. So um then you have Harvey Weinstein. Who apparently, the, the newest test, the <laughs> newest witness had testified that Harvey masturbated on her in his hotel room in 2003. So this is Ashley Mathau, um, who apparently, um is one of the 11 counts of sexual assault, assault that Weinstein faces. And apparently, she was very. Um, you know, just crying. Um, and she's very shaky. Uh, and uh, um, yeah. Apparently, Weinstein masturbated and ejaculated on her at his hotel room where she was shooting a small role for the Dirty Dancing sequel.
5: Wow. Oh my
6: god. So deplorable, this guy. <sighs> Un- I'm f-
1: Unbelievable. Uh, I'm just happy that he's he was finally.
2: Yeah. He's, he's
1: taken down.
6: Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. Um, I think he's in a worse situation than uh than uh Dan. I don't know. I mean, Dan is in a tough spot too. But uh, apparently, the jurors were told not to watch the she said trailer. So this is the the film that Universal is about. Mm. Uh, that's dropping about journalists who broke the story that about you know Weinstein's downfall and the and the pretty much the start of the the Me Too movement mm-hmm. was was pretty much i think bill cosby and harvey weinstein mm-hmm. yeah yep so um there you go on that um Dang. wow we reached the end um yeah tom brady and giselle have officially divorced Yep. the most now he's the most eligible uh nfl quarterback uh Um, Eh. They ended their Eh. 13 year Eh. marriage. Uh, eh, And for both of you? Eh. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he's certainly the greatest of all time. Older. He's
3: got a couple of kids. Is Is
6: that a. so is, is that a deal breaker i don't know i mean <laughs> if a we're going for a
3: football player someone younger you know right
6: oh okay so he's no longer the hot commodity is what you're saying
0: yeah so what's wrong with older or with a couple of kids
6: uh, Zod, yeah, yeah. are
3: you also
0: wealthy <laughs> no well in some ways in some ways i them. am <laughs> Wealthy with love. i'm
3: not speaking for me i'm just saying the general oh, right. female <laughs> population <It's> a, uh, <laughs> i've just never
1: been a, a tom brady fan period regardless yeah, yeah. of then kids that. or whatever yeah. i mean that doesn't divorce and kids doesn't. a lot of people all, don't but really even like him i've just never he's he just never you know i was never on that bandwagon
0: yeah, yeah. okay I've always been kind of agnostic about Tom Brady. I mean, like I can recognize, like you know, he's obviously one of the greatest football players. Right. In mind, yeah,
2: I'll
1: give him but
0: that. But it's like uh, number one quarterback I, of all time, I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he was always like I know he has this like very, very carefully cultivated public image. Yeah. That there's no way that that can be who he really is and uh, oh, yeah. if it is, then he's like this complete like cipher almost where there's it's like, yeah,
2: right, mhm,
6: yeah, but uh yeah, well they they're split up, and just sell the supermodel from victoria's secret uh and tom brady the g o t the g o a t the goat of of n f l quarterbacks
1: um he's coming back models? out of retirement yet again.
0: Right. Yeah, but he lost last week to the Ravens. Ravens! Yes.
6: <laughs> oh! Yeah. Yes, we had a great, great W <laughs> against uh, the Tampa Bay Bucs. Yeah. Um, and, of course, some sad rest in pieces to announce. Jerry Lee Lewis, rock and roll's yeah. founding father, Um, yeah. he won the 2005 Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. He died uh, last Friday at the age of 87 of Natural Causes.
0: Well, you got to play one of his songs to close out the show then.
6: Yeah, that, Yes well we'll probably do that and we'll do that one in post for sure yeah help me think of one um apparently he was nicknamed the killer lewis is an electric performer uh great balls of fire baby baby bye bye high school confidential breathless um so yeah we lost him we also lost also Saturday.
0: married his 13 year old cousin
6: his 13 year old cousin
0: yeah what? yeah isn't that the yeah that's the he did in like the i mean of course he was i mean he was like 19 at the time so it's not as insane but it's It's still kind of insane what
1: is this house of the dragon game of thrones
2: (laughs) right right Right?
0: yeah but that's that's a a fun little fun little uh piece of trivia about jerry lee lewis Mm
2: -hmm. Hmm.
6: we also lost uh cormac roth a musician and son of british actor tim roth after yeah. a year-long battle with germ cell cancer,
0: he's the the son of Tim Roth. Son. Of, yep. He was only
6: 25 years old.
0: Oh, that's that's far.
6: horrible.
1: Yeah, that is just horrible. He was diagnosed last November, I think. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um,
6: of course, not Hollywood-related, but um, is to uh, the loved ones of the 151 people that died in Seoul, Korea, from a Hollywood crowd surge. Uh, apparently, yeah. just just a deluge of people just just running up and and people getting stampled and stepped on but yeah something similar i remember um uh what was that rap concert that happened uh where a couple of people got trampled and killed uh, it's oh yeah you know, they control their fucking cells man watch where you're going and be, be mindful of your surroundings and yeah i think a fucking idiot and and, and
1: Watch out for each other. Yeah. Watch out for each other. Exactly.
0: That's so like terrifying because Mm -hmm. I've been to so many concerts where like I'm in this really, really tight packed crowd or I'm in like a mosh pit or something. And um it's just like, you know, anything like that could happen at any time. Mm -hmm. And you can't do anything about it because you're trapped. Right.
1: Right. And I'm little, I'm only five two. So I get bounced around in crowds a lot.
2: Yeah, go be careful things. kelly punch
6: them in the nuts or something i don't know yes <laughs>
1: i
2: have <laughs> a face. yes
6: all right happy birthday shout outs for, uh, from you know, of course you have to celebrate life um uh, for those another uh trip around the sun anthony kiedis of the red hot chili peppers is the big six oh today Holy wow mm. it's all oh I was older was older yes oh. actress Toni collette is fifty uh also Jenny McCarthy TV personality is also 50 um Dave Berman from CSI is 49 Matt Jones from Breaking Bad is 41 Talia Tenna from Harry Potter and Game of Thrones is 38 Penn Badgley of Gossip Girl mm-hmm. is 36 uh and yeah that's birthdays today so uh we're ending a little bit earlier than usual but I thought since um we did do great on time. I think this is this interview is worth all of us taking a listen to because it, it was so jaw-dropping. And then after we play that, we'll come back, quick reactions, and then we'll close with a Jerry Lee Lewis cut. So we'll have to figure out which one. So, guys, please listen in. This interview is not super long. It's about, if you can bear with us, it's only about uh, uh, about 10 minutes long.
0: Yeah, this will this will probably be in the Greatest Hits compilation when you put it together, Al, It's, for it's so jaw-dropping, I
6: just can't hits. believe it, but we are at the end of the program anyway. So <laughs> listening, guys, audiences, th- again, in BTB history, I've never heard of uh, an interview subject uh, expressing anger, which you don't know if it's legitimate anger or part of a shtick. Right. I don't know, but it was jaw-dropping, guys. All right, you ready for this? This is crazy. So here you go. This is Mike the General Zot interviewing oh
2: boy. comic
6: book creator, writer, artist, and curmudgeon Howard Chaikin <laughs> at the Baltimore Comic Con. So, guys, let's listen to this. This is crazy.
0: This is. Mike the General Zod here at with Below the Belt show, and I c- I can see uh, I can see uh, our disdainful contempt
5: rising from the seat next to you.
0: Exactly, <laughs> with uh,
5: famed legend and noted curmudgeon. Uh, hey, that cut that curmudgeon ages bullshit right here and right now. Okay. Curmudgeon is an insulting thing to call me. I am a contrarian.
2: Okay. Curmudgeon contrarian. Implies,
5: curmudgeon implies that I'm irrelevant. That I'm worthy of marginalizing, and I'm standing on someone's lawn yelling at kids to get off it. That is just insulting and shitty. Contrarian. Contrarian. Very. Get with it, motherfucker. Okay then. You asked for this. Of course you know, this I not, did. You know this? No, 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 You know you didn't lose a bet for this. You know this. Is, you know.
0: <laughs> well, as it is. How are you? I am doing really well till now. Yes, yes, yes. Although I do, I do feel suitably chastened because you'll, you'll thank me when you get to be old as, as old as I am. Of course, of course. And uh, so, in case you don't know, in case you don't know, I am here with Howard Chakin. Howard Shakin is an unbelievably prolific legend in the comic industry. If you're not familiar with him, then you better fucking get, uh, better fucking know. Like he's done, like probably most famous for, like the first thing I think of is American Flag, which is uh, a comic book from the 80s that like, you know, you combine together all sorts of, a lot of like these old pulp comics and great pinup work and extremely extreme, cynicism tinged with a little bit of optimism skepticism skepticism okay well there you go and uh, well thank you so much for taking the time with us today thanks for having me <laughs> yes I, th- I thought it was a foolish
5: and pointless gesture but i'm glad you did you
0: know?
5: <laughs> because
0: you know regardless of all that you you got to be a huge fan of his work and he's done
5: so much like I, i'm w- i'm not an audience pleaser that's absurd Well, you got to. I'm I'm serious. I mean, the audience for for comic books does not particularly care about the work that I do. Uh, I do not have a commercial footprint. I have a, you know, I mean, and then none of this is not self deprecation. I know how good I am, but just, but the good I am has nothing to do with the good that the audience wants. The audience has been educated or inoculated into believing that the material is the brand and the talent is irrelevant and that it wants to see its own fantasies portrayed as opposed to. Having potentially new fantasies introduced to them. So I'm not a, uh, you know, the reason you say legend is because I'm, I've never been a star, never will be. Um, I am a, a difficult sell, <laughs> and, and a, and a quiet taste. Well, let it uh, be that as it may. I mean, you're also prolific as hell. And oh, I am. I know. I look. I'm, I know how good I'm. I'm very proud of my work. I mean, right. l- 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 lest you think that I'm being. You know, modest, falsely, or otherwise, I'm far from modest. I'm an arrogant motherfucker from word one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have mo- mostly have contempt for the audience's tastes, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
0: why, like... Uh for instance, like the uh, one of one of your most recent works that I can think of is Hey Kids comics. Mm-hmm. You know that's the I can I can see a little bit of that in some of the characters that you you
5: have in there. Hey Kids is, is basically a it, it, just to explain it's it, it's a Roman a It's a fictional history of the comic book business, which I've said more than once is it's a lot of it didn't happen, but it's all true. Okay, and um, it's about the the first arc is about the bitterness. Of the first generation of comic book talent that that basically was what we call the Silver Age. The second arc was about the the impact of EC Comics on my generation. And The third arc, which is in pr- in production as we speak, is about fandom and its and its impact on comics in general. Because comics is is all about fandom, and that's uh, like. You know, of those of those
0: three arcs, which do you feel like are is uh, well,
5: a like the most cutting and b the most accurate? I don't I don't make those kind of judgment calls in this one kind of work. Just it is what it is. I have no idea. It's a, it's that's a question that makes no sense. Okay, and that's fair.
0: The um, so we can we can also talk about like the. Uh, I mean, one of the th- one of the other things that, like, one of your works is is said to have uh, saved Marvel Comics. Like mm-hmm. your work on the original Star Wars mm-hmm. comic, mm-hmm. because Marvel was nearing the verge of bankruptcy at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and you know, getting that license with Lucasfilm. Was it Lucasfilm back then? It was still Lucasfilm. Whatever. A- uh, it was Fox. Oh, was it Fox? Okay. The um, you know, that's literally what saved uh, what saved the the. You know the company, and mm-hmm. did you? Because uh, I know, like you probably, you probably have some like mixed feelings about that because it was a. Well, big I never
5: profited from that at all. No, not at all. Uh, the, it, the book was published a year or so before the royalty, sta- royalty system was in place, so I made an additional fifteen dollars per page flat rate for all of the millions of, of additional reprints. Jesus, really? Um, and 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 but again, there's just in that because the work I did was hack work and junk. Um, mm-hmm. but, it, but it happened to be in the service of what what would become uh, the centerpiece, the, the 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 Dead Sea Scrolls, the Old Testament of what is now a secular religion, and um, you know, so so it was kind of like that restaurant where the the food is terrible and the portions are really small, um, <laughs> but everyone goes there, right? Well, not in my case. I. Um, I'd like to think that if I'd known it was going to be as big a deal, I would have done a better job on it. But I can't say if that's true. I don't know if I had the skill set to do a better job than I did. Um, but the work haunts me. Um, it's not very good work, but it's work that is beloved by an audience that loves the material that that, that it depicts, and it's got a sentimental connection with that audience, which I do not share. And that au- that audience. You know, it's that, that old, you know, the art don't work for money, work for exposure. Well, all the exposure that America that, that, uh, that, that Star Wars gave me never, never accrued to any of the work that I did after it, because the work that I did after it had nothing to do with what that book was about. And the audience wanted that book. Again and again and again. Um, and I'm just not that interested in doing the same thing over and over again. I, I work in the business of one trick ponies. And um, i got more than one trick. Gotcha. Would you still do any work for higher stuff anymore? Of course. But I haven't in years. I've aged out of both Marvel and DC. Uh, the only reason I would do it is because all the work that I do that I own, I do on spec. And um, I don't bill for work anymore. Um, I'm supporting and financing my own material. Mm-hmm. So, if I were to do a job for Marvel or DC, I would go into my corporate account and I would end up financing, paying for my my audit, my letterer or my colorist. Uh, on whatever on whatever project that I'm self-financing. I see. Uh, so. I see. Okay. But nobody nobody's hammering on my door. No, nobody really nobody's interested in that sort of work, um, and and rightfully so. I'm not that good at it. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not worth spending that, the kind of money that, that the comic book business spends on this kind of work to do that sort of stuff because I'm just not that good at it. You know, um, what I'm good at is totally separate and distinct from what the audience likes and wants. So, what would you say that
0: uh, you know for someone who doesn't know know your work? What would you say is that thing that you're good at? When you say you're not good at the uh, the work for hire stuff or the you if you were, if you were to have like a thesis statement for that?
5: I'm I'm good at I do good historical stuff. I'm good at I'm good at erotic fiction. I'm good at crime stuff. Uh, I like drawing real people in real places doing real things. And I like to write that. I'm not the best artist who ever lived. I'm not the best writer who ever lived. But the two things together create a synergy that mm-hmm. has value. Um, but again, uh, the value that it has doesn't doesn't identify itself as value to an audience that that accepts Batman as a given. As right. I said earlier today, you know, making adult narrative about this sort of stuff is no is 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 as is, is, is as ridiculous as me licensing Curious George and the Man in the Yellow Hat and bringing him back to Africa to to deal with the crisis of female circumcision. It's ridiculous. Wow. Now that is, that's a quote. All right.
0: Finally, like, is there anything that you want to, like, anything you're currently working on that you're, like, truly proud of and want, and want our audience
5: to know I don't do about? work that I'm ashamed of. Of course. So I'm, it, I'm I'm not here to, you know, I mean, I'm, right now I'm working on the third and final arc of Hey Kids Comics, mm-hmm. which is, as I said, is a fictional history of the comic book business, <coughs> uh, which is about fandom. And it's and a and great read. It. Well, thank you. It's very kind. Um, so, no, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, you know it, it would be nice to have a commercial audience. It would be nice to have a... Uh, Commercial footprint, but I'm not interested enough in in pandering or patronizing the audience to do to get such a thing. So I just do what I do and uh, and hope for the best. All right. Well,
0: Mr. Taken Howard, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It was a pleasure. And uh, I always welcome some good-natured roasting.
5: I didn't roast you. I just sh- I, I shut you down from that curmudgeon bullshit. Okay. And it's really it's, really it's incredibly insulting.
0: Okay. And that's uh, and that's fair. And that will cause me to rethink using that word in my Trust me. in How my old bro- are you now?
5: I uh, I'm in my forties. Okay. You're in your best decade of your life. Really? You think yeah, so? Absolutely. Um, you will you you will find your forties are the for a man for your forties are the best best time of your life. Uh, Everything starts going to, going to shit at fifty. <laughs> um, I'll serious. have to, I'll have to, I'll have to remember that keep, one. Keep track. You'll note it. Okay. Well, see. Howard, Good thank luck, you man. so much. Absolutely pleasure. Thanks, guy.
2: Thank
6: you. Um, so, how do you interpret that one? Like completely just pissed off at the beginning, then, then the interview's completely normal with yeah. Howard kind of way. But my God, Zod holy smokes (laughs) i couldn't believe the beginning of that interview dude
0: yeah that was uh i'll I'll admit like i mean you can tell there's certain times where i had to like pause and think about how i was going to respond but like how to
1: keep continuing at all like why i would be like you know what i don't care to interview you anymore let's let's end this interview now
6: you are the man with the common presence for a reason because you kept your calm and collected nature well done
0: can, I guess so. I mean, he was actually incredibly entertaining to talk to. Like you, and he was like the thing I really liked about him. Yes, he's a, uh, um, he's definitely a contentious figure, but yeah. he's, um, but you could tell how candid he was when right. he during he interview. A, he didn't give a shit about yeah. like just putting on this happy face and just pr- plugging his work mm-hmm. and. You know, we don't get that enough in our right. interviews. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's why I, I like I'm actually like I actually even if he, uh, you know, kind of like went off on me. I actually think it's like one of our better interviews for the, <laughs> yeah, for the it show. It was
6: fantastic otherwise. But yeah, jaw dropping,
1: guys, that was uh, that was a great way to end the show. <laughs> I can't <think> of <laughs> I looked up the definition of curmudgeon. Oh, you did. And was it's it him. was it worth was it's it him. worth his photos there? No I'm <laughs> was, it, was, was it worth was it worth the tirade that he gave? A bad-tempered person, especially an old one.
0: Okay, maybe oh, uh... so. Maybe he had a point there. I always thought it was just somebody who was like. Uh... Yeah,
3: I was just kind of cranky, like yeah. you're. Just, yeah. a, I didn't think it was able... like. Such a terrible
0: thing, but yeah, I guess is it like an ageist slur? Bad tempered. I would never blitz. think it
1: would be ageist. I would think it's being a bad tempered person, right. which he's. Yeah. He's just very. He's very blunt. <laughs> yeah. And he might be a wow. type of personality that gets off on that bluntness. Yeah. Just right. to get that reaction out of the other yeah. person. He can yeah. have that personality. He's a lot.
3: I don't...
6: Yeah. Well, guys, this is the. Uh, this has been a great show. We'd like to Thanks. thank, of course, our panel tonight. Starting with the incredible, the incomparable Mike, the General Zod, uh, who kept his composer during the Howard Chaikin interview.
0: Thank of you course, so much.
6: Yes. The one and only your grace, Morgan Fabulous.
3: Thanks Check for having out. me.
6: That's right. At Morgan Fabulous. Everything, right? Yes. Yes. And the wonderful Kelly christopher um by the way check out goodnight Oppie when you get a chance kelly a um a look at the mars rovers uh opportunity and spirit and their life on mars which combines actual footage and uh documentary footage with cg uh incorporated into it to give you that feel that you're on mars it was emotional it was it was heartwarming. Uh, it was it was a wonderful, wonderful documentary. You can't wait to see it. <laughs> you got to see it. It was fantastic. I saw that as a part of the Middleburg Film Festival. All right, guys. Well, that ends tonight's show. And Zod, you're going to pick a uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis song to close out tonight's show?
0: Okay, sure. I only really know one off the top of my head. But there's got to be better ones than Great Balls of Fire. Oh. <laughs>
6: Why not? If, if that's what he's known for.
0: Yeah, that's be? that's the first one I think of. Let's see here if I look up Jerry Lee Lewis on the uh, old streaming service. Let's see here what else he's got um, besides Great Balls of Fire? Because Great Balls of Fire is kind of overdone. Let's see here another Rogue. Um, oh, whole lot of shaking going on. That's actually a better song. I
6: think. Lo- let's all right. Let's yeah. have a whole lot of shaking going on, which. <laughs> As how you were shook up by Howard Jacob. <laughs> no, you weren't. Actually, I would have been shaken up. You kept your composure. Uh, we're going to end with that song by the great late Jerry Lee Lewis. Whole lot of shaking going on. Thank you so much uh, for everyone on the panel. Guys, we will see you next week for more Baltimore Comic Con interviews. John Legozamo, other creators here, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then,
0: peace. Peace.
2: peace. Um,
7: over
0: baby, whole lot of shaking going on. Yes, I say, come on over, baby.
7: Baby, you can't go wrong. We ain't faking it, whole lot of shaking going on. Well, I say, come on over, baby. We got chicken in the corner.